Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Chair Shop Podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by my good friend Paul Griffin. Uh, no Barry Murphy uh, for this 598th episode because he is in uh, God's own country, Yorkshire, in the UK, um, watching a bit of deathmatch wrestling. So, if you haven't seen on Twitter, he's um, watching a watching a seems to be like a three night show. I don't know. It's, it seems to be there every day, but it's basically a couple of fat blokes rubbing broken glass into each other's faces in what appears to be someone's living room. I don't know if you saw that, caught that, Paul, but <laughs> is that an apt description? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm literally not exaggerating at all. That's what no. it was. But it sounds good. But this is what we do on the Chair Shop Podcast. We're not we're not going for the obvious stuff, you know. We're not we're not just sitting here talking about Raw and SmackDown. We're out there. We're going to the little shows. We're going to the independents. You know, we're bringing you the best of everything. What is your take, Joe, on a deathmatch promotion or a deathmatch show? Are you into it at all? Generally, no, no, not not for me. No, I, I'm fucking repulsed by it. I um, you know, there's there's certain things. A light tube over the head, I can I can live with that. That's that's okay, and it makes a big psh, yeah, kind of right yeah you know, cloud of stuff. And you know, I mean, there's a lot of hardcore matches, but there's a, obviously a. I don't know what point you tip over from hardcore into deathmatch. I think it's where you start like shoving glass inside people's in your eyes yeah you know just like it goes a bit far doesn't it well well my my thing is and and i've made this point on the podcast before Mm. is wrestling is is at the end of the day is is a is is a magic trick it's fake it's a scam right it's fake fake entertainment illusion of xyz happening when you have lads that are just rolling around on razor wire that is, it's then it's a different thing for me. It's it's just self mutilation now. It's yeah, it's real at that point, isn't it? Like I don't to think they're, to an extent it's real. And they're that not doesn't fake in the mousetrap on the nipples, are they? That's that's legit. No, and that doesn't you know titillate the juices of my uh, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> Guilty pleasures or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Forgot about that. No, I mean, look, because I've seen what Barry was was sharing, and I was like, "Fuck that!" I I would rather go to anything else. I'd rather go yeah. to a, a Frankie Boyle comedy show. <laughs> wow. Okay. Then, then, or I don't know. I'd rather see uh, the script live. <laughs> I'd rather see the script um, sticking staples into each other's arsehole than sit through that. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, there was like, oh, nah. I mean, he seems to be loving it, which is, you know, good for him. But no, 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 no. No, I'm not, I'm not a get, like, obviously a lot of people enjoy it. So I'm not like, oh, why do you watch that? If you like it. I am a a bit like that. Oh, you're a bit like that. I'm a bit more like, like you know, if you like that, fine. I don't care. want to watch it, but that's up to you. It's the old, it's the old flavors of ice cream. You know, your your flavor is just shit with blood in it. Like if you like that, fair enough. Enjoy it. I love a nice uh, pu- pukey fruity. Yeah, Lovely. I think the problem as well is that aside from the violent angle of it, which I don't like anyway. I, I even with movies, you guys know, I, I'm not a blood and guts mm. fan. But also in terms of like 
watching wrestling for larger than life personas and superstars. All the lads on these shows are just <laughs> fat lads with beards or little scrawny lads who weigh a hundred pounds. Yeah, I've never heard a deathmatch promo. I'll be honest, apart from well, um, what's his name? Jesus. Um, what's your man's name there? The one that, no, the other one, the famous, you know, the um, ooh, fella, what was in the wrestler and all that? Um, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. In terms of deathmatch, death deathmatch death wrestler, yeah, Ricky Ricky Mork would be. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell this show falls apart when Barry's not hosting Orcs and Rorks. We, we try and, and talk no I, I, I just oh, it, it, like when when he said that he was going like I didn't want to be the jerk that's like you know impeding on his fun if Barry enjoys and he's having fun look Necro butcher. That's, what that's what I was just trying to remember oh Necro yeah of course yeah 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 <laughs> But at the end of the day, my God, it's I, I think it's just it's really the the bottom of the barrel as far as wrestling goes for me. Mm, fair enough. I, I would so get no enjoyment out of it whatsoever. Look forward to Barry coming back and reviewing that next week, giving us a full I rundown. Mean, but but that, that yeah, look, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> but look forward. Don't listen to next week's show, folks. <laughs> Maybe Paul, skip it. Paul just going. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh-huh. Oh, lad, oh, stapled his cock to another lad's forehead. Lovely. Um. So yeah, anyway, that's where Barry is. That's where Barry is. So we're 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 here for you though, and we're going to be talking the news. The cues and the reviews. So we've got a, a quiz, a revamped quiz, a few, couple of emails. Uh, but first, let's start off with the news, uh, Paul. We've got a few few things to cover off. Um, Wrestling-wise, um, yes. Jay White has uh, recently lost a Loser Leaves Japan match to Haku Jr. Um, I'm reliably informed by, by Twitter. Yeah. Um, the... Rumors are he's either AEW or WWE bound. I think he should go WWE. What do you think? Why do you say such a thing? Because I don't think he's very good and I don't want to watch him on telly. I agree, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) If the guy who sat next to me at New Japan who told me that Jay White's the best heel in the business and has the best counter wrestling in the business is, is listening... Uh, go go and listen to something else, probably. But I just do not find him particularly. But then again, I wasn't really necessarily a fan of the other Japanese guys when they're in Japan because it's maybe just a style, a style thing. Um, mm. you know, I like Kenny Omega a lot more when he's wrestling in the US compared with the Japanese style. But I don't know, Jay White just hasn't really done it for me. So no, but yeah. I think even in Japan, even in the context of Japan, Jay White has never really excited me mm. as a talent i think he's solid i think he's fundamentally good mm. but he his his shtick wears off so quickly he does the the constant interference in his matches he does he does the bit where you're going to hit him with a big clothesline or something and he'll just like fall over so you can't clothesline him whereas the logic mm. then falls down like why don't they just start tap dancing on his head in that yeah. case yeah um yeah, I've never been a huge. And he, he does the um the Sister Abigail finish, the uh 
the Frankie Kazarian wave to the future finish, which is, is a move I've never liked. No. Um, the so Blade it's, it's Runner. The Blade Runner. I, I don't know. I don't I have no idea where he, where he would end up. Um, could be another. But we've seen a lot, of, a lot of those guys, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, for example, going to WWE mm. and being there for several years now. So I suppose it depends on what his, if he's one of the kids that was brought up on wanting to have a WrestleMania moment or, mm. or whatever, you know, that might be what the determining factor is for where he ends up. But God, AEW is so stuffed full of talent at the moment already. I think, I think at this stage, when, we, when, when you get onto the conversation about AEW's talent pool, I think we're at the stage now where you can almost forget about a Miro, a Lance Archer, and just kind of consider them as lads who are probably on the way out. But even with that, I don't know where necessarily a Jay White fits in. I don't think he's got a necessarily a unique promo style or, or in-ring style. Mm. I just feel like he'd get kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit. And to, to both both of our points already, we're not kind of big fans of him anyway. I mean, he's capable of going in there and having a, a four-star match or whatever. I'm sure he is, but mm. God, I don't know. Of all the people that you could bring in as like a big acquisition, I would just be like, oh, fuck. Just, this guy. Yeah, put someone else on telly. I'd rather see Lance Archer, to be honest. I think he's really good. I like him a lot. He is really good. There we go. Um, well, anyway, we have to have Trench and uh, Parker Boudreaux instead. Why are, you, why are you having a go at Trench and Parker Boudreaux? They're brilliant. Uh, because they're absolutely awful. No, they're brilliant. Bebop In- and Rocksteady. Do <laughs> yeah, boys. Yeah, but us, they're, they're perfect in that role. You idiots! You were supposed to get the turtles. Do sorry, boys. We can debate. That I mean, one. if if case. they if they have Trench and Parker Boudreau really do the Bebop and Rocksteady comedy henchmen, I'd I'd be into that. that be but you can tell by how often Parker Boudreau does his little twitches after he hits a clothesline that he thinks he's hyper intense like Goldberg type instead of a buffoon (laughs) okay which he actually is um so that's the Jay White news um I do have a a um return of a a long-term feature but actually I've just realized it probably fits better in the cues section so we'll save that for a moment and we'll come to instead talking about our weeks so Paul how's your how's your week been my week's been very good, Joe. Oh, good. Thank you for asking. Sorry. I was at the gymnasium doing a jog, which is what I do these days. Mm. And I arrived about an hour and a half before the gym closed. And I said, well, I'm going to just keep running mm. longer than I normally would run and see if I can get 10 kilometers yeah. in the, before the time the gym closed. And I did it. Nice, nice. That's my first ever 10K run. Very good. It was a slow one, to be fair, because I was looking up. Better than sitting. Better not doing it. Better than than sitting down for 10 kilometers. (laughs) How would you do that? In a car. (laughs) Hogtied to the back of the Undertaker's motorbike, brother. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I looked up online afterwards. I was like what's an average time to run a 10K to make mm. myself feel good about it? 
as if running I felt did feel good about running the 10k in the first place but it was like an average averagely fit person should be able to do it in about 60 minutes that sounds fast to me but never yeah 60 yeah. minutes I did it in 72 it's not bad so yeah it was a little bit slow but for a first ever attempt it wasn't too bad mm. um and then I did 5k today again so I was talking to someone who's kind of into running and they were saying, no, no, you don't do 10K and then do immediately again 10K. You want to build back up to it, do a 3K, 5K, yeah. then maybe yeah. another 10K. So I just did a 5K today. Um, that was about 31 minutes, I think. Um, so still whittling down my times, you know? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's good. It's not, you know, it's not all about the time. It's about the, the results. It's about how you feel. It's about your body, you know? If it took two hours, if you're feeling good, that's the most important thing. Yeah, it's not about the time. It's about if you're feeling good. That's what I've told each of my sexual partners. Who's looking at the clock? Come Who's on now. Come on. Come on. Um, but no, that was good. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very much enjoying being able to do those distances. It's kind of... I know it's a cliche, maybe, but it, mm. it it is almost mind over the physical ability to do it. Yeah, it's like because the gym was closing at a certain time compared to when I arrived, I I had set myself the objective of doing the ten k, as opposed to doing a five k and then seeing how much further you can go. And then your body, because you you're, you're so determined to do it, almost gets a second wind and can do it purely based on the mindset you have. Whereas I find sometimes I'm doing a 5K and I'm just kind of, oh, I'm just doing 5K. Da, da, da. And I'll be like, with after two or three kilometers, I'll, my brain will already be like, oh, can we, we need to stop this. We give it up. Whereas doing the 10K, I was, I was able to do 10 kilometers, I would say, fairly comfortably. Again, admittedly, I wasn't doing it extremely quickly. Mm. But there was no point where I was like, oh, well, I maybe just call it eight. No, well, that's no. the thing. When you're, when you're slow and steady, because I made that mistake when I used to run. You know, you start off thinking you're Usain Bolt and you're just, vroom, 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 and after 3K, you're like, oh, fuck, you know. You're done. Arm yeah. bollocks, you know. Whereas if you do it at your own pace, then it's, I think that's quite achievable doing a, a 10K yeah. or even more. Nice, nice. So the running is going well. It's, it's good to know. Running is going well. And again, I like the treadmill because I can manage exactly the speed. So what I was mm. doing was, I think I started at, I've quite a slow pace, like just above a walking pace, maybe six and a half, 6.6, 6.7 kilometers an hour. Mm. So to run a 25 minute 5k, for example, you'd be doing 12 kilometers an hour. So we're doing mm. half that pace more or less. Right. But every half kilometer, I would go up by 0 0.2 kilometers an hour. So by the end, I was doing something like 10.2 or something so I'd, I'd sped up over the course mm, and actually mm. the fastest running i was doing was at the very end so i was conserving conserving my energy throughout and slowly building up uh, over intervals yes. but yeah going good and then i went on another little uh date Ooh. uh yesterday serial nice. data yeah um this time with the same person as last time <laughs> i thought you were gonna say this time with a woman um, oh. Not on my own. No. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, with the same woman, what I went last week. And we went uh, for a nice walk in the park. 
the park next to me here, which Joe, you yourself have walked in. Oh yes, you know, I remember. You know exactly the park of which I speak. It's full of full of uh, wee fairy types and little banshees oh. and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. crazy over there. Little toadstools and, <laughs> and more of that now. Then mad stuff. So we went there, and then we went into Lucan, which is the next town over where the McDonald's was. And we went not to McDonald's, but we went to a nice uh, gastro pub for lunch. The idea was originally we weren't going to eat much. We were just going to maybe share a chips, share a, I was going to say share a drink. No, we'd, we'd each get a separate <laughs> drink. <laughs> I'm not made of money. That's too cheap. <laughs> and then by the time we actually did all the walking, we were hungry. So I got myself yeah. a nice sirloin steak oh. lunch and she had a big burger. It's very nice. Nice. Uh, and so you'll be happy to hear there will be more. There will be ooh. We've already nailed in. We've already nailed in uh, number three, mm. which will be a hike up in the mountains here in Ireland. Ooh, How, what sort uh, of mountains you got there? What's the, what's not, the, very, not very big ones. What's the biggest? What's the biggest mountain in Ireland? Let's pretend we're on the chase. Uh, I need the three options. <laughs> uh, it's just the cash build around. What's the biggest uh, mountain in Ireland? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, no, next, um, what was Cliff Richard's first number one? No. Uh, I love a bit of Jesus every day. Oh, no, so. congratulations. Next. Sorry, um, Paul, you've got zero pounds in the cash bill. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> they do normally get more than two questions in the cash bill, to be fair. Um, you only get a minute and you took longer. I don't know what the highest mountain in Ireland is. Is oh, it oh, uh, the highest mountain ever? Uh, the. Um, Jesus, here we go. Caron to Hill. Caron to Hill. Okay, yeah. Caron to Hill. I know Caron to Hill, but I don't. know I don't think we're we're cl- we're not doing mountain climbing. We're just going to go for a hike it's up a and around. And around. So, yeah, down down uh, Barry's side. Yeah. Barry's in Connacht. I think it's just south of him. Apparently, the easiest route up Caron to is the is called the Devil's Ladder. Mm. Uh, if that's the easiest route, I don't want to know about the hard. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest mountain in England, Joe? Uh, that would be uh, Scaffold Pike. Um, mm. Yeah, nice. of course. Not uh, the biggest in the UK would be Ben Nevis, which that's in Scotland, well, yeah, not in yeah, England. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he also plays for Scotland. It is Ben Nevis. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. She's she's busy this weekend. Okay, yeah, good, good, good. Um, hopefully not dating someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing the devil's ladder, so to speak. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's going very well. Um, we were famously nine hours together on the first date. This one wasn't quite as long. Uh, we're two hours walking and then maybe another hour going to okay, Luke and well, having, having to lunch. So still long compared to what, I don't know. I don't know how long normal dates go on for. I don't, I don't think I've ever been on a normal. I guess I have. The ones that didn't quite mm, lead anywhere mm. were maybe like an hour. I don't know how long. I don't know how long does a normal date last. Depends how well it goes, I suppose. Mm-mm. I think mine averaged about 45 minutes, to be honest. So I'm not, right, I'm not the best right. person to ask. Okay. Right. Um, anyway, my average way. so far here is about six hours. <laughs> <laughs> between these two dates <laughs> so that's good going well she's really nice um nice. far too far too pretty for someone like me mm. but again we won't let her won't let her know that 
Um, but yeah, she's uh, my type. Very clever as well. Very uh, smart. Dark haired, of course. Um, and so I'm happy. You know, I'm, I'm, yes, things are things are going well. Very good. And long may they continue. Knock on wood. Now, Absolutely. she she was saying to me this this hike that we're going to be doing. It's got a bit of a, a a sharp incline. I was like, "Fuck!" Mm. I was going to hope it was going to be one of these easy hikes <laughs> where it's just completely flat. You just not really a hike at all. Mm. But I'm into it. I'm into going on a, a nice, you know, like I like a nice walk. If it's up a mountain or wherever, sure. all the better for it. Why not? Um, and what about yourself? I, I noticed you have a nice uh, short hairdo. I did. I'd, I'd left it like two months again to get my hair cut, which is far too long because it gets pretty mm. disgusting. Um, but I just like, uh, it's not even the money. It's just going to the barbers. I'm just like, I can't be bothered. Um, mm. But once I do it, I feel, oh, it looks so nice. I'm like, mm, I like getting my hair cut. It's a man. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I will go. I've set a, a date in my calendar for six weeks time. I'm going to say, right. I will get it cut again. I don't weeks. think I go that often. You can probably leave it longer, but I, I probably won't end up going in six weeks. But if I say, right, okay, yeah, I've okay. got to get it done in six weeks, then I'll, um, it won't be too long. You can at least review it at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's been the week, really. Not not too much else. Kind of pops out no. and about a little bit over the weekend. But, yeah, mainly mainly in today watching all the footy. So there was Man United women right. played. Yes. And one, two, one, and then Manchester United played one, yeah. two, nil. So it was a great back to back, great to back, back, back to back to back. Interesting that um, United beat Leeds two nil today. Mm. I thought playing worse than they played in midweek when they drew yeah. with Leeds. Yes, I thought the. I think the two the two Leeds goals in midweek were very lucky. Well, the first one was very well taken. It was a great goal. It but was a, a lucky, first minute surprise. Lucky in a kind of you don't get those very often. Sort of no. Um, the second one, the own goal was second obviously was lucky. Yeah. yeah, I think their their expected goal for the whole game was still only zero point eight or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas the same thing kind of happened here is that Leeds kind of held out resolutely until mm. the first goal, and then. With some very slight offside decisions. I mean, United could have had could have three four no, by yeah. the end <laughs> in a game yeah. that they didn't play very well for the majority of it. Uh, Rashford, again, though, he's on a hell of a run at the moment. He's tremendous, isn't he? Oh, he's just great. He's, he's just great. He's the man. Um, I didn't watch any of the other football this weekend. Obviously, I was busy yesterday. I watched the rugby instead of the football. <laughs> Ireland against France. Excellent game. Did very end to end. They did win. Ireland are uh, are are ranked in the rugby, like like you know we have the FIFA rankings for the old foot. Ireland, Ireland are number one in the world currently. Wow! So have they ever won the World Cup though? So. <laughs> well, uh, not yet. Home so. enough? No, 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 no. Yes. But it was a good game. Good, very end to end, as end to end as a rugby game can be. It mm. just was constant, constant action. It was great. Yeah, and then so, today I just watched the United game. I didn't watch the City game. I, I watched a bit of the City game, but as soon as I saw the second, I turned off because I, like, I don't want to. I'm not there to watch them win. No, my, interesting though. Time. Lately, you have. I feel like the last two game weeks, you've had like Arsenal 
dropping points. Two two draws, I think. Chelsea two draws. Mm. Newcastle only drew today. Spurs were or yesterday. Spurs were mm. hammered by Leicester. Seems like there is there's a gap now. I think we're something like seven points ahead of Spurs. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like the top four is is getting further and further consolidated. So let's see. Big game in midweek. I don't know if you'll be watching it. I certainly will be. Arsenal, Man City. Oh, of course, yes. On Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so big week. You've got the, the Liverpool derby tomorrow. Yeah. Then you've got Arsenal, Man City. And then you've got United, Barcelona on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> feast of football. A little, gay, little good, good week of footy. Absolutely. <laughs> Very much looking forward to it. Anyway. Stuff. So that's, that's, that's good. That's, that's the, the life. That's the news. So let's... Um, Let's dive into, I think first, the return of an old format when we haven't done it in okay. a while. So this is <clears throat> sort of like uh, explain and mm, I mm, I wonder, mm, I wonder take uh, the brothers of discussion. Um, so if you haven't, if, if you don't remember, this is a format where we we take a kind of discussion point. It's not a debate, yeah. Carly. That's different. That's that's very different format. That's where we're having a debate over a kind of, you know, Topic, is yeah. is this the perfect segment? Is this person good? Like, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. This I is like, more just I like having the uh, this segment where there's no one on to poo-poo the name of the segment. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We can do what we want. Um, this <laughs> is more just of a general discussion. And the, the topic of the discussion this week was inspired by a... Uh, YouTube clip I watched of the Wrestling Observer podcast uh, where Meltzer and Alvarez were talking about AEW and Meltzer was kind of stressing the need for AEW to really find a new babyface. And he was, he was, and, and I think he was completely right. He was pointing out the real lack of a kind of up and coming baby face that the fans are getting behind. And he was looking at WWE and saying, you know, look at Sami Zayn, look at Cody Rhodes, look at when John Cena comes back and, and boosts business. Right. They haven't got anyone like that. And that's what drives business. You know, people, as much as we like the heels, it's getting behind that baby face. Is, is yeah, what the, the heel exists merch. to service a baby face. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and it's fine for MJF to be champion right now and to have that belt, but there's no one chasing him, really. I know Brian is at the feud, but we all yeah, know he's yeah. not going to win the belt. And also, like, Brian is the veteran. He's not a kind of... He's not like the hangman page. You know, he's not... Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I thought we could have a good discussion about who do you think, within, currently within AEW, mm. has the best potential to be that next top baby face. Top baby. I mean... Before we get into names, I will say mm. one thing that AEW used to be really great at was building names, stars mm. from relative obscurity. Um, now it seems like because this, again, I don't want to say that it's necessarily because of the packed roster, but it is what it is. Mm. Um, one thing that I've noticed is that they, they build up baby faces to a level, but then they kind of, there's like a cooling down period. Usually yeah. if Chris Jericho gets his hooks into them. Um, so, I mean, let, let's start. Uh, I think the, f- the f- first name that comes to my head because of the build to winter is coming most recently is Ricky Starks. Yes. Where it seemed like he was very close to being there yes. during that feud. And then since the match, I feel like he's again 
kind of been been pulled mm. further away mm. from where he was in the build of that match. I don't excuse me, I don't think he's necessarily benefited from the feud as much as I would have liked him to. Mm. That's partially due to the fact that the Jericho Appreciation Society is kind of an anchor that yeah, will periodically uh, anchor Andretti as well. Um, yeah, well, Andretti, whatever. Andretti's a I fun little experiment. I don't mind. Like, he's fine in of himself, but he, the fact that Starks is having to stoop backstage and do the promo with him and do, and go second, like Andretti does the promo and then yeah. Starks comes. It just it feels like it. I don't, Starks doesn't need that. He should be on his own. He should be the baby face. He should yeah. be out in the ring talking to the people. I don't know why it's not. I feel like Starks in his promos as well has a tendency to not hit hit fifth gear, so to speak. Mm. Um, obviously, he had the high points and the very high point in, in the one promo with, with MJF. Mm. But I feel like his, he, even though his, his, he's very charismatic and his delivery is typically very good, the content of his promos can be a little bit bland. Mm. Um, I'd like him to be a bit more like the rock and i know that's easy for for us yeah. to say just be like the rock from <laughs> just, be, just be like one of the the best but what i mean by that is you know i mean like cool rock from the 90s which is very different from the rock mm. of the the 2010s when he came back because i remember you know think back to attitude air rock he'd never crack a smile he was always snorting he was serious he was always yeah he but he like the lines were funny but he mm. was never comedic for want of a better yeah he, phrase. You the know, joke was he, never on him it was on no. someone else and that's why that's why he worked because he because of his demeanor he came off super cool um i would like to see starks be a little bit more i guess aggressive in his promos he can yeah. be like defiant he, he, he currently is he comes off as like defiant and, and so on and so forth but I don't know. There's, there. He's missing kind of the 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 kind of verbal attacks, the verbal gems. It's just so a, it's yeah, good. and I liked it when he, that that one promo he did. He really had it because, and it was really about not just wanting to be the top, the champion, the top guy, but needing it. It's like I need it. Yeah, I need to be the. I'm fucking better. I need to be the champion. I don't care what anyone thinks. And MJF, yeah. to his to his credit, has always done that. I think you know if you can if you can speak to kind of how he got to the top, it's by always being like, I'm the best, I'm better than you, I am I should be at the top, I deserve it. You know, really kind of buying into that. But obviously, as a for, for Starks, it needs to be less arrogant. But, you know, he's got the people with him. I think that's kind of what he, you know, what we need to see. I mean, in terms of arrogance, yeah, I, I think he almost needs to be more arrogant, but a different kind of arrogance. Mm. Arrogance in the sense of um, not being afraid to say anything to anybody you know again his promos of late just come off as i'm ricky starks i'm absolute uh, i'm a, a, a bordering on a white meat baby face a bread and potato potatoes baby face who doesn't necessarily have anything biting to say yeah or you know i, I rarely do i watch a starks promo and go oh my god he went there you know yeah um that's what kind of what I like more from him. More like of when aggressive. he said Chris Jericho had the physique of an air fryer. That was good. More that of was that. Good. More of that. Yeah. Correct. Correct. It doesn't even need to be necessarily, um, 
like cracks on someone's appearance or whatever but like it can be as long as long as the line is clever yeah and you know ultimately makes the heel look foolish maybe you should do what the rock did and just hire a, a writer to come up with all the, all the funny <laughs> and pretend that you're funny actually funny well i mean the rock i think was funny um no he was yeah but then he's he, he wasn't doing his own material was he no and um so Starks is one. Starks is one. Because I feel like in the ring he's got it. I think he's he's mm. he's got an ex- an exciting move set. He's got the entrance, the pose, yeah, all of that. I would just like to see him have a little bit more edge in his promos. Um, <laughs> not not too much edge though. We don't want him sitting on a chair for forty five minutes. Hey, ooh. <laughs> Um, I think with Starks, I think we said something last week, which I think might be interesting for Starks again. Is mm. I, you know, for someone to be a really liked babyface, they have to kind of nail it as a heel first, yeah, and become so good at it that you 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 almost force the hand to be turned. And Starks was pretty much there with Team Taz and with Ricky and with uh, Hobbs. Yeah. On, but maybe he needs to go on that side again to really solidify it. On that note, um, can, I, can I throw another name at you? I think I know who it's going to be. Swerve Strickland? No, but that's oh. a great that's a great call. Who Because who, on the hill, no, obviously. Who are, who are you going to No, say? I was thinking, I think the person that we were having this discussion about last time, someone who might need to be healed, is Jungle Boy. Okay, yeah, I can see that. So on, on, on the Jungle Boy, I think he, he's, he's not really found that kind of probably similar to Starks, you know, it's the white meat baby face, but he's never found that kind of that edge. He did a little bit in the Christian feud, I think, but his promos just, you know, they're, they're lacking. I I think with him, he's his, his main problem is being tethered to the jungle boy persona. And I know they've tried to slowly move away from that, but he still has the entrance video mm. and the song and, uh, and all of that. So, He's he's kind of in a quandary where he had a gimmick that worked and it worked very well, but only worked to a level. Mm. And kind of how do you break through from that? And maybe he has to be a heel for a little while. Maybe that's the solution for him. Because it feels like the Jungle Boy thing has got him as far as it has. And he's done well with it. But I don't know that it has a, a, a higher level to it than what he's already reached. No. No, he needs something. It could be it could be a heel turn. Um, I mean, then, Swerve, I think, is a great call. Yeah, Swerve, I think he definitely has that. And I think in the ring, very, very good. He has that kind of style. You know, good wrestler, but he does a lot of the, you know, the crazier kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like he can do the spots. Like he could go in there with Omega and the Bucks and those types and really mix it up. I think he's a very good wrestler. And he's got a charisma. I don't remember remember his debut when he came out. Like at that point, I had never seen him before. I'd never watched NXT with him on it. Well, but he was what, on Lucha Underground, of course. I know, but wasn't he under a mask? Killshot. I can't. I don't remember that. That was <laughs> that was like 2017 or something. I don't remember that. <laughs> it was like 20 years ago. That was a different different gimmick. Um, but when he came out on his debut, and it was like, yeah, you know, the crowd are really reacting, and he's got that charisma. He's got that kind of oh, he's, he's Hollywood cool. celebrity yeah, kind of yeah, vibe yeah. to him, and it's like, yeah, this guy, this guy's got something. 
And I think he's kind of shown it in bits and here yeah. and there. But I think now we're starting, you're starting to see it a bit more on the hillside. Almost, you know, we were talking about the rock kind of being hill when they go face. I think Swerve's almost on that hill rock yeah. kind of vibe, you know, where he's, he's so great. arrogant and he's got his, yeah. you know, yeah. his henchman yeah. and he's, you know, the stuff he's done with, I really will get to Rampage, but the stuff he did with Dustin Rhodes and calling I haven't watched was, Rampage, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, I thought he's, he's been but really he's good. He's great. He, he's yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Swerve is is a great call for someone who's a heel currently who might yeah. fit that role. I think if this if this goes well, then it, you build it up yeah. to the point where it's like then you do the big babyface turn. Yeah, because he he's guy. he also is is something I love, which is that he's he's a character that feels modern and relevant. Yeah, very you know? organic and authentic. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't feel like wrestler from the Attitude Era or from the two thousands. He feels like. Mm. And there's a, there's a key group of people who feel very modern, and he's one of them. Absolutely, great look, great uh, great promos, great matches. Yeah, he, he's. I'd even go as far as say he's a potential future total package of the year winner. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Swerve. Um, how about Hangman? He's kind of been I, there, but yeah. I think he still has uh, a level to reach. I, I I wouldn't include Hangman because I think he was that guy, and I think he's been there. Not to say he's washed up or anything; he could definitely, you know, come back and do another run. But I'm thinking of, and to, to Meltzer's point on the on the clip, it was about they need someone new, someone who hasn't already been there in the main event, right. been a world champion, because yeah. that's what's really gonna that's what excites the fans. You know, like when the acclaimed came along, and it's like there are guys. Yeah. You know, we we kind of mm-hmm. made them. Yeah. So I, I I'm not sure about him. I another person I who I'm a big fan of is Darby Allen. He hasn't I mean, yet. Be. I always thought he was about he to be. get yeah. to that point and he's never, for whatever reason, whenever he's doing well, he ends up I, losing I think the TNT he, title to Samoa Joe. I think he might be someone. next after Danielson, honestly. He could be. I mean, although I'll he, be he made. He's a ready-made star. He, he is, or in, in my opinion. I think he'd be I perfect, agree. perfect foil for MJF as well because they're, it's, they it's had they've, they've done some little little feuds where it wasn't it wasn't they where he uh he hit him with a shovel or something and it had yeah they had a brilliant match as well yeah they, I my mean, favorites i mean i think darby is is probably gonna be the second feud for mjf certainly hope so and darby yeah you're you're totally right i mean the darby allen should be always in and around the top what i would hope is that obviously Again, you, I think this was on Rampage, so you might not have seen it, but there was a promo with him and Sting, uh, where Sting was, it was kind of like, you know, where where do I go next? And Sting was like, we're going to go out in a blaze of glory. And it was like, oh, okay. So this is obviously setting up Sting's, maybe his final run. Yeah. Which could be, hopefully that's like the springboard for Derby. You know, if he maybe if he beats Sting yeah. in Sting, Sting's last match or something like that, that could springboard him into the that main event picture. Um, for I sure, know. I think, and, and also Darby's just got such a great look. Great I mean, look. when you're looking for a, a top star, he has he has the um, the intangible Jeff Hardy thing, and obviously he's very inspired by Jeff Hardy. But he has the the cool look that everyone loves. He's got the exciting in ring style mm. that everybody loves. I mean, he he has it. He's, he's an of, underdog, of you know. He's he's total underdog. Oh, the natural underdog well, thing yeah. that always works as well. Um. Yeah, so I think I think Darby should absolutely be in the mix. Yeah. Other than that, 
I mean, there's I, one more, but on. he's a he's a he's a, la- a very much a long term project. He's not he's not quite there just yet. You don't want to send him to shit. It's Danhausen. Oh, yeah. oh world, nice, right? world champion. Mm, yeah. Yes, mm, give give that to Danhausen. Ah, no, champion Hausen. Um, Hook, Hook, obviously. Hook, Hook obviously. Yeah, but, I I agree. I thought Hook, but it, to me, that's another three years. That's not exactly. But the thing with Hook that what Hook has that a lot of the people don't have that we've mentioned already. Sexy hair. Is, is everyone fucking loves him already? <laughs> yeah, he's he's he's. Yeah, everyone loves Hook. Everyone loves Hook. And and what they've done with Hook is so clever is that he's really no bigger than a, than a jungle boy. He's, mm. you know, he, he's, but but he's pushed as as like a Goldberg style killer, which I don't think I've seen done before. Yeah. He's, he's got, he's got the killer push for a guy who's like, what, maybe 170? Yeah, yeah. Five foot ten, yeah, <laughs> yeah. average sized, but yeah, they do book him really. Like like Taz was booked, you know, but he was five foot six and whatever weight. But they booked him in a similar way, and I, I yeah, it was worked perfectly. So the thing with Hook, what they need to do is is really nail his his like promo, what his style is going to be, because mm. I feel like I feel like what would work best for him. I know his he's he's not got like a as strong an accent as Taz, for example. He's not got yeah. that. But I think they almost need to play into that. He he needs to mm. to New York up his voice a little bit and just really Hey, don't beat the fuck out of you. That kind of because his voice can come off as not he's not the most intimidating voice. I think Goldberg would be a good kind of template for him. Because he wasn't a big promo guy. Like he did do promos, but it wasn't, you know, 20 minute long. Show yeah. comedy promos um but yeah just kind of short intense i want to fucking rip your head off <laughs> kind yeah, of promos yeah. that's what you need to do i don't want to see him he, like comedy and things like that <laughs> and he, he can beat uh cm punk in the uh was it the uh atlanta the georgia dome oh the georgia dome yeah <laughs> absolutely um so i mean i think hook's there as well i mean who else would I say has has potential as a singles uh, babyface? For sure, go. No, <laughs> definitely not. Um, eh, I mean, I think that's basically it. There's, there's there's some guys who are good hands, but I don't see them ever reaching that level. You know, your Wheeler Yudas, your no. I think like Daniel Garcia, but I don't I don't see him. No, I think he'll be. I think he could be a like. A good heel, uh, that kind of level, but not. That's I think not he's better as a heel face. than a baby. But then that's the thing: is is a really good heel naturally transitions to a really good baby. So yeah, if they're popular it's enough. The same. Really... Yeah. Hmm. So that was uh, that was uh, explaining my Undertaker, the brothers of discussion. So thanks, Paul, for that very very interesting discussion on the future of AEW. Yeah. And their hmm. baby faces. Um, I believe you got. And, well, I'll just try. I'll throw one more in. Oh, go there. on. Oh, good. I'll throw one more. And in I've officially there. ended the segment, but pause. That's fine. Yeah, but this pause. is this is this is this is adjacent to that. Uh, Jade Cargill. Oh well, I was, yeah. I know. I was talking about men. We didn't even talk about the women, which is very sexist. But we're talking about you know that neck because I think there are plenty of you know top baby faces in the women's division. That's less of a problem for yeah. me. You got Jade. You got Britt. You got Jamie. Yeah, Not Brit so obviously. Brit, Brit is is 
a year and a half delayed on turning babyface. That's well overdue. Okay. Um, anyway, since that segment has uh, ended, we'll go into the next one, which is our Wrestler 20 Questions revival. So we've Wrestler 20. We haven't done Wrestler 20 Questions in, in a minute, Joe. No, no, no. It's been a while. But we have a different spin on it uh, this week. Uh, so what uh, I have, Joe, mm. are three wrestlers for you. Mm. But we're not playing wrestler 60 questions. This is where you need to strategize a little bit here, right? Mm-hmm. The rules of the game will be like this. You have 15 questions to choose in advance. I will not give you the answers to those 15 questions. And those 15 questions will be used for all three wrestlers. And then I will give you those 15 answers for each wrestler and you will have five more questions to personalize for that specific uh, wrestler. We'll do each one in sequence. So you have to come up with now 15 questions, which will, you will use across all three. Try to cover as many bases as you can. We'll do the first wrestler. I'll give you the 15 answers for your questions. Um, and then you will have five further questions to work it out. Then we'll do number two. I'll give you again the answers for your 15 predetermined questions. And then you have five further mm. questions to get them and so on. Okay. So, Joe, let's make your list. You got 15 questions. Not knowing the answers and not being able to base a question off a previous answer. 15 questions to try and cover as many bases as you can. What would you like? Okay, and it's similar to the typical twenty. Otherwise, it's where otherwise it's it can be same. any wrestler, but a, no, a fairly notable, not someone completely. I, I because of these rules, I've I'll give you a hint. I've not made them super it's obscure. It's not okay. going to be uh, Simon Dean or okay That's one fine. of the dicks or something. No, it's going to uh, be a little okay. Bit. Okay. I think first, so first question will be, are they alive? Okay. Um, uh, second question, are they retired? Okay. Third question, are they currently contracted to uh, WWE? Okay. Fourth question, are they currently contracted to AEW? Okay. Um, fifth question have they ever been a world champion in WWE okay six have they ever wrestled at a Wrestlemania okay seven uh, are they white slash Caucasian okay yeah um seventh sorry eighth question um did they debut before the millennium. Okay. I'm just writing these down as well, so I can remember them. Um, next question. Did they debut before 1990? That's the Very first good. of the first, 1990. Okay. Uh, got six more. Six more questions. If I want to get a bit more specific, do I want to talk about like facial hair or something? <laughs> What color yeah. tights they wore? Um, wait, were they primarily a tag team wrestler? Uh, so you can use your judgment on that one. Sure. Um, 
Hmm. I think have they ever been a champion in WWE? Any any kind of champion? Any champion, because you yep. do have the world champion question already. Yep. Okay. Have they ever been a champion in AEW? Yeah. Um did they ever wrestle in the original ECW? So not the WWE. Okay. Straight. Two more. Two more questions. Not oh, spoiled for choice. Yeah, this is <laughs> too easy. Um, have they wrestled in the last month? And the final question. Hmm. Have they ever wrestled in a Japanese promotion? Okay, Joe, your 15 questions are locked in. So now we go to wrestler number one. Your first question was, are they alive? Yes, they are. Okay. Your second question, are they retired? Yes. Okay. Is also the answer. Are they currently contracted to WWE? I believe the answer to that would be no. Okay. Um, Are they currently contracted to AEW? I believe the answer to that would be no. Have they ever been world champion in WWE? Yes. Have they ever wrestled at WrestleMania? Yes. Okay. Uh, Are they white? Yes. Okay. Um, did he debut before the year 2000? Yes. Did he debut before 1990? No. Okay. Uh, were they primarily a tag team wrestler? No. Okay. Have they been a champion in WWE? Well, by virtue yeah. of the fact that they've been the world champion, I would say yes. Uh, have they been a champion in AEW? No. Okay. Um, did they wrestle in the original ECW? No. Have they wrestled in the last month? No. And did they wrestle in a Japanese promotion? Uh, I believe the answer to that also would be no. Okay. So I'm thinking of... Retired WWE champions who debuted in the 90s. The one that's jumping out at me is the big red machine, Kane, mm-hmm. because I'm, he's not, I don't think he's currently attached to WWE officially because he's a mayor. Obviously, not in AEW. He was a former champion. He's white. Uh, not known as a tag team wrestler. So that's that's one that's jumping out at me. Who else could it be? Got a world champions. So what was it? The Rock wouldn't be Steve Austin. Uh, who else debuted in the nineties and is retired? Mm. So you have four questions and a guess. 
to try and so work out be, who is this wrestler. Because it can't be a like big show, big shows with AEW, so it can't be him. Um, has this person... Uh, <laughs> was this person in a tag team with The Undertaker? No. Shit, okay, it's not Kane. Um... He's going through the WWE champions in his head, I get. It could be... could be Mick Foley. Um, did this person ever wrestle in WCW? Yes. They certainly did. Uh, did this person uh, <laughs> trying to narrow it down a bit mm. Mm. wrestlers were mm. wrestled in WCW who are the WWE world champion yeah that's not that's not too many not too many of those could be could also be Kevin Nash. Okay. So was um was this person ever a WCW world champion? Yes. Okay, so not Foley. I've got one question left, and then I guess. Uh, did this person uh, ever tag with Scott Hall? Yes. Is it Kevin Nash? Ding, ding, ding. You're one for one. Kevin Nash is the correct answer. Mm, mm, mm. I'm amazed. Well, I I was <laughs> it was Kevin Nash. Debuted September 5th, 1990. So he just... Mm. Just fell within Just your, your limit there. Wow. Okay, wrestler number two. Are they alive? They are alive. Are they retired? No. Are they currently mm. contracted to WWE? They are not. Are they currently contracted to AEW? Yes, they are. Oh, baby. Have they ever been world champion in WWE? I'll say, depending on what your definition of world champion would be, the answer would be yes. So, um, not lit, not the WWE champion, but one of the maybe smaller. Well, I can't confirm or deny that, but ju- I'll, I'll just say there's well, some ambiguity. About, there's there's some ambiguity about that one. Some some might say yes. Has he ever wrestled at WrestleMania? Most certainly. Uh, I shouldn't be saying he. But anyway, uh, <laughs> is this person who I have not specified, uh, are they white? They are. Um, 
Did they debut before the year 2000? They absolutely did. Did they debut before the year 1990? No. Um, were they were they primarily a tag team wrestler? Yes. Uh, have they been a champion in WWE? They have. Uh, have they been a champion in AEW? No. Did they wrestle in the original ECW? Uh, I believe the answer to that would be no. Have they wrestled in the last month? Yes. And did they wrestle in a Japanese promotion? Um, That's a good question. I don't think so. Okay. Um... Uh, so no, they have. People... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Did they wrestle okay. in Japanese promotion? Yes. Okay. So a few few names sprang to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Hager, Christian Cage, Matt Hardy. However, Hager and Christian were both the world heavyweight champion when that belt existed. So I'm think you I think you're talking about an ECW world champion. And that's why wait, was Matt Hardy ECW world champion? Fuck. Sure he had that belt at some point. That could be Christian. Um does this person was this person in a tag team with someone purported to be their brother? Whether that she were or not, a, bro- yes. a brother tag team. Yeah. Okay. So Chris, Christian or Matt Hardy is, is what I'm thinking. So, um, uh, has this person been? No, because they've both been world champion in TNA. Uh, is this person American? Yes. Is it Matt Hardy? Ding, ding, ding. Two for two. Oh. It is Matt Hardy. Yeah, baby. Well. Come on. We got, this. Well we got yeah. this. So he was the ECW world champion in, yeah. in uh, WWE. Yeah. In, uh, in uh, 2008, I believe. Okay. He won it in a championship scrabble match. Um, So very good. Two for two. We got one left. Let's go. Here's your 15 questions is this person alive yes uh is this person retired uh i would say is is ambiguous but as far as mainstream wrestling i would say the answer is more Mm. or less yes Uh, are they currently contracted to wwe they are not are they currently contracted to aw they are not um, have they ever been world champion in WWE? No. Uh, have they ever wrestled at WrestleMania? Just give me one second on that. Mm. I believe that they have. Yes, they have. Uh, are they white? Um, I would say... No, <laughs> not not uh, not so much. Um, 
Did they debut before the year 2000? Yes. Did they debut before the year 1990? Uh, yes. Mm. Were they primarily a tag team wrestler? No. Were they a champion in WWE? Uh, no. Were they a champion in AEW? No. Did they wrestle in the original ECW? Yes. Uh, wrestled in the last month? No. And wrestled in a Japanese promotion? Yes. Okay. Wrestled in last month. Wrestled in Japan. So, um, so I'm thinking of ECW, non-white ECW wrestlers who were in WWE. Mm. And I'm thinking, I mean, I don't know if you'd count Taz as non-white. I know he's like, he's, he's, <laughs> he's Italian. He's more orange. Right. But um, uh, I'm thinking Sabu. I'm thinking Taz. I'm thinking, God, who else would there have been? Uh, maybe a, one of the luchadors. But they were never a WWE World Champion. Um, did this person wrestle in the... Uh, revamped ECW. Yes. Did they wrestle at one of the one night stands? Yes. I think I mean, Rey Mysterio, but he was a world, he was a WWE champion. Um, Who else did you have on that show? Hooventood. He wasn't in, no, Hooventude, who am I thinking of? Psychosis. Um, I don't think he wrestled at WrestleMania, though. Um, I can't really think of anyone else. So I'm going to, I'll try and narrow it down. Well, I've got two more, two more questions, right? And then two more and a guess. And then a guess. Did this person ever wrestle John Cena? Yes. Is it Sabu? <laughs> He's got all three, ladies and gentlemen. He's got all three of them. This is how you do it. This is how ladies it's Ladies and done. gentlemen, we got him. So, Joe Turner, you are the king of this new format of Wrestler 20 Questions. You, you got all three. Thank um, you. Thank you. Well done. Good, good spread of questions. You're, you're, you chose your 15 questions quite well. The 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 original ECW was a good one. Yeah. And the tag team wrestler was a good one. Yeah. I think it, maybe had too many AEW questions, given that it's quite no, new. Yeah. But, well, Matt Hardy. Not, Matt Hardy in AEW. Matt Hardy was a good one there. That's a good one. Yeah. Tried to have a good spread there of people who yeah. were active and, and kind of still around or a WCW guy and an ECW guy. Hmm. Very good. Right, so that's the quiz done. I do have some emails that maybe we might, might want to read them out. Good idea. Uh, first one is from Barry Murphy. 
We Ooh. know him. Long, long time host, uh, first time emailer. No, no, not his first time email. He says, hello, Paul, and also Joe. Barry oh. here, <laughs> long time host. Second or third time emailing, I think. <laughs> Sorry I couldn't be there today. I am out on a research assignment for the show, studying some of the most athletically gifted wrestlers in the world. Uh, my question for you is this. Of all the quizzes in CSP history, what are your favorites? Regards, Barry. So, I mean, what are I, some I do, of our favorites? I do love, it's a new one. It's a recent one, but I do love, I've, I've forgotten what you renamed it to, but Oli Connect. Oh, no, Oni Lork Connect. And then he retired oh, yeah. in the week as well, funny enough. Well, Oni Lorcan. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done, apparently, fully, fully retired. Have to remember that for the next twenty questions. Yeah, own only Lore Connect. That was a very good one because I do love that show, and um, I hope Paul's Paul's attempts to replicate the questions were, were very very good. <laughs> as well as were Mr. Michael Hirsch. His efforts. Right. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I love Dwayne Johnson Busters when it's done properly, i.e., by me. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, what do, what do you mean done properly? Because I <laughs> like, like it when it's done. I don't say badly, but when the point of the quiz is to be funny as opposed to being a functional quiz. Well, yeah, but some of them go a bit too far. I think. You, no, you no, need, no, no. The further, the better. No, 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 no. I uh, well. my I like ones like uh, oh, uh, Paul Paul Hollywood's one of these. BB. Britt Brit Baker. Britt Baker. Yeah. Exactly. See, it works. It works on every cryptic level. It's good. <laughs> I like Sashay Banks. That was that was good. That's close enough to me. That's like it's her not name's exact. not Sashay. No, Sasha, not Sashay. Sasha, not Sashay. No, but that's close enough. So I don't mind that one. That's quite funny. No, it's not um, Dire Straits. It's not <laughs> Dire Straits. <laughs> so I love I love um, I love Johnson Busters. Um, yes, I quite like the ones. Oh, there's so many formats we've done that I've now forgotten that I really enjoyed and was like, oh, we need to yeah, do those. I, I bet there's quizzes that we just forgot. It's like, oh, we should have done that again. And then I've completely forgotten them. I do like the ones yeah. where you, the one based on, there's a TV show that used to be on the National Lottery in the UK called Who Dares Wins, where you have to name a certain number of a certain topic. So like Royal Rumble winners right. and you bid, I'll name 12. And Barry says yes. 15 and 16. And, yeah, you know, yeah, you have to yeah, name them. I, I like that one. Once or twice, right? Yeah. I do really enjoy that. Um Oh, I really love the one that was done. Oh, I forget who emailed it in. It was the one where we had to guess what Barry's answers to a question would be. So I wasn't guessing the right answer. It was guessing what Barry would come up with. And the first one okay. was something like uh, how many matches, how many career matches had Triple H had? <laughs> okay. Barry, would, Barry was like 8,000. <laughs> something ridiculous. <laughs> um. And we, yeah, that was a really good quiz. I can't remember. I think it might have been Will okay. who emailed that one. That was okay, one of my yeah. favorites. Um, right. Of all time. Yeah. It's funny because there's, I, it's funny because I put so much effort into the names of the quizzes, obviously. Mm. There are some that I remember the name and don't remember what the quiz was. Yeah. Like I remember oh. truth out of three false. Oh, well, you gave us three things. No fucking and one, idea what that was. One was, was true. That was? One was true, two were false. Yeah, I think that was it. You okay, had to guess yeah, the I truth, the true remember. fact. But Port Portman Tony Khan, I think, was a great one of recent years as well. 
That was, that was kind of good. Dwayne Johnson Busters yeah. adjacent, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I like the point. We did Pointless for a little while. That was good, I thought, as well. Yeah. Although it was hard work to keep track of scores and stuff, but it was fun. Try to get the most obscure answers and stuff like that. Um, There was a version God, we, of The Chase that I did once as well. That was okay. But I yeah. Don't, I don't know if The Chase quite works on, on a podcast, but... No. Without I mean, a chaser. We, <laughs> you need a chaser. Yeah, without a chaser, it's just... Why is it a chase, I guess? Yeah. I like that we used to just do, like... We'd come up with ten questions, and that's the quiz. There was just no say, yeah. Yeah, what's the answer? Who won the Royal Rumble in 1993? Oh, dear. Um, Yokozuna is the answer to that one, by the way. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm sure we're forgetting tons and tons. Oh, I did um, Songs of Phrase for a little while as well. Songs of Rays, Mysterio, Phoenix, and so on, where I cut up <laughs> songs and made it into something like... Uh, that's the bottom line. Cause don't go set so or something like that. Oh, I did. I, I remember, remember. I did one I of those once. That. It was ooh, yeah. a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did a little yeah, bit of the bubbly. <laughs> ooh, a little bit of the. But then I think bubbly. I think at the end of the day, it's not for us to say what the best quizzes are. I mean, that's for the listeners, really. It's, to, yeah, it's, to tell us. It's I mean, that, that'd be that'd be an interesting little little poll for people to let us know what's what are the top three quiz features we've done i mean i feel like dwayne johnson busters would win in a landslide because it's it's a quiz that it's also funny mm. uh um, yeah yeah but uh part, okay let's say dwayne johnson busters is a given what other quizzes have people you know, enjoyed. Mm. And and maybe I'd be interested, we need to do a, a fucking listener feedback uh, questionnaire or something. Are the quizzes better when, when you can play along and they're actual quizzes mm. or when it's kind of like almost a, a skit of sorts? Because we do, yeah. we do play them legitimately. Even Dwayne Johnson busters. Oh, we're, we're competing. This is legitimately a competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Barry, Barry or, or Joe and myself, whoever's playing, we don't know the answers. It's It's totally legitimate. But when I'm creating the questions, I got to be honest, I'm not thinking in terms of a legitimate sporting contest. <laughs> I'm thinking more often than not, I'm thinking what's going to get a reaction? What's going to what's going to cause? No, that's, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, I want to I, I, I like like I'm sure mm. Carol back in the day, you're almost trying to get that reaction. And, and, and so it. That's why I think Dwayne Johnson Busters ultimately is is so much more memorable than Truth Out of Three False or um, any of the other ones, yeah, any other yeah. segments we've done over the years. Tony, to, poor man Tony Khan, I thought was really good. Um, let me have a quick look in my mailbox uh, just to see if, if I search quiz, if anything kind of comes up. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I've stored... I think actually I'll probably just delete the quizzes when I'm done. So I know I've got a few in my um, in a spreadsheet. But... Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I ever keep... It. Oh, well, Jesus. Scott McAvoy's quiz I used to really love. Of course. Well. I did Pied Friend Scott McAvoy. I used to do the uh, every 50 episode quote quiz. Yeah. 
She's now retired, but that was a... We retired his jersey, so to speak. Yep. Um, now, I like, I like the fact that we just come up with new... Qu- we don't, like, bring them back. It's just always new. Keep it fresh. I'll keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah we'll do rockbusters a- occasionally, but, no, you know. What the fuck is this? I don't know what this is. I have, I have a, an email to myself from June 2015. And it's it's called TNA Quiz. Mm. And what is it? Oh, this is a... Oh, <laughs> I get what this is. This is a... Uh, are they uh, real TNA wrestlers or are they made up? Oh, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Um, maybe we'll bring that one back at some point. Um, thanks for the email, Barry, anyway. Uh, my other email is video game related. So mm. we can maybe do our video game section here and then segue sure. into, the, into the other bits and pieces. From my friend Stephen. He says, hi, Paul. Would love to hear your thoughts and, and Joe's thoughts, obviously. And I'm actually more interested in Joe's thoughts myself. Oh. On the recent Nintendo Direct uh, I don't know if you were keeping up with the late Nintendo news, Joe, um, which announced the addition of Game Boy games to the Nintendo Switch Online uh, subscription and the Game Boy Advance games to the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass subscription. Mm. Uh, are you much of a Game Boy player, Joe? I had I had two of the Game Boys. I had the original the Game Boy. I got it when it first yeah, when it came out, boy. the big grey one. Um, used to play a lot of Tetris on that bad boy. Um, yeah. And Super Mario Land. I had an Adam's Family game, which I used to really enjoy as well. And then I got the Game Boy, I want to say Game Boy Pocket, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm just not the colour one. No, no, this was still in black and white. Yeah, the Game Boy Pocket, which was basically just a smaller version of the original Game Boy. Of what you had already, yeah. Yeah, and this one was... Yeah, and it was yellow. Ooh, yellow. Ooh, so the, yellow. Other than that, it wasn't much difference, but it did. It took the same games, so that was that was it. I don't know why I got the same one again. I mean, probably should have got a color or something. But I enjoyed both, um, and there are some games I definitely would go back and check out, like the original Mario. So I never well, finished that. I never finished let that. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Oh, the games that are currently available right now. On your Nintendo Switch, if you have the Nintendo Switch Online subscription, you can have Tetris, Game Boy Tetris, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, Gargoyle's Quest, Metroid 2 Return of Samus, Kirby's Dreamland, uh, as well as Game Boy Color games, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, Game & Watch Gallery 3, Alone in the Dark New Nightmare, and Wario Land 3. Mm. And then if you do have the expansion pass subscription, you have also the following Game Boy Advance games, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3. So the rebundling of Mario Bros. 3, which we all love. WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games, Kuru Kuru Kururin, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, and Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. So anyway, Steven goes on. Metroid 2, Super Mario Land 2, and Wario Land 3 all seem like good additions but not launching with zelda oracle of ages seasons seems a strange choice game boy advanced games including minish cap and mario kart super circuit are good choices too 
Pokemon games would be great, but as Nintendo tend to just do direct ports, maybe some of the trading trading elements would likely be lost. What would you like to see added, and do you plan to play any of the announced games? Thanks, Steven. So, based on that, I just wanted to run through the list and see what what's maybe missing and what's maybe uh, something that we would be interested to revisit. So, you mentioned already Tetris. That's obviously on there. Um. I don't know if by modern standards that that's necessarily the version of Tetris that you'd run to play if you were one in a Tetris mood. It would be for me. That's the, <laughs> I don't I don't consider any other versions of Tetris real versions apart from that original one. Just the Game Boy. Like people say, oh, I got this many lines or this many points. I don't care. Is it, was it on the original? It doesn't care. Because right. there's all bollocks on them. You could do all kinds of things on the modern version. You can pause it for hours and come back to it. Yeah. That's not the original Tetris. The original Tetris, you had to keep going until you, your four like double a batteries ran out you know that you were fine against that you couldn't turn it off so yeah right. anyway uh super mario land 2 six golden coins obviously one of the great yeah never played that mario games oh joe as a mar as a yeah. as a 2d mario platform fan you're gonna love it i would like to play that it's excellent it is excellent and it's available now for free on the nintendo switch fuck it's 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 um, I I wouldn't even call it underrated because it's mm. a it's a wild a, a widely beloved entry early entry in the Mario um series very uh, unique great music but like plays super well it, it's mm. not like any of the other Mario games but it's it's uh it's I would say it's closer to your um gameplay wise and look wise closer to your Mario Bros three slash Mario mm. World than the first Mario Bros. So it's a lot more accessible. It's not like rock hard like that. It's a lot more fun as well. Bunny power-up is great. You have a little floaty jump mm. where you can, like, almost like um, Dixie Kong and Donkey Kong games, you can kind of jump and float quite a distance. Definitely worth a play, Joe, especially if you've never mm. played it before. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Gargoyle's Quest, I don't know about that. Metroid 2 Return of Samus, I would be into playing. Kirby's Dreamland. I'm not a huge Kirby fan, but maybe. Um, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, br brilliant game. Now, there's already a, a modern remake available on the Switch, so mm. I probably, I might recommend people play that rather than the original. But if you're interested, check out the original. It is a great game. Game Watch Gallery 3. Well, I wouldn't be bothered to play the Game Watch games. Uh, Wireland 3. And then on the expansion pass, the Game Boy Advance games, you have, you have Mario Bros. 3 there. Right. Um, with with extra levels that weren't in the original mm. release, because the Game Boy Advance came with uh, an add-on called the e-card reader, and they created new levels that you'd buy a pack of cards, you could scan in this new level. Apparently, those are included. So you have Mario Bros. Three with new levels, which, mm. which sounds great. WarioWare Inc. is is a, is a great game as well. I'm not mad at the Super Circuit. Super Circuit is a uh, those early America games don't hold up super well, I don't feel mm. like. Mario and Luigi, Superstar Saga, and, and Legend of Zelda Minish Cap are both great as well. Um, now, what's missing? I know Barry, were he here, would immediately point out the uh, the Game Boy version of Donkey Kong, which he's a a big fan yeah. of. Yeah. Which I've, I've not played, so I'd definitely be interested in that. Uh, the Pokemon games are obviously, Stephen already pointed out, uh, red, blue, gold, and silver. How they would get um, trading working on that, 
I mean, that's up to them to figure that out. But I feel like those should be there, like some of the biggest Game Boy releases of all time. Um, I don't know if there's anything else on Game Boy that's jumping out at me as very obvious. Oracle of uh, Ages and Oracle of Seasons are, are interesting because my initial thought on those were... Well, they're developed by Capcom. They're not developed by Nintendo. Maybe that's where the issue is. Mm. But then Minish Cap, which is the other Zelda game, which is on the Game Boy Advance list, was also developed by Capcom. So I'm not sure why they're not there. But, you know, as with the uh, N64, Super Nintendo, and uh, NES games that are on Switch currently, they mm. periodically release more anyway. So maybe they're just holding some in reserve to to get to them eventually. Um. So what about you, Joe? Are you interested in checking any of those out potentially? Or oh yeah, I will play the Mario one definitely. Tetris, yes. I might give it a go just for a, for a, yeah, a bit for of nostalgia's sake. I will play the Super Mario one. Yeah, that looks. Uh... You just have? Do you have the base Switch Online package? Or yeah, yeah, that's in there, right? Tommy is yeah, in okay. there. Well, yeah, you, you have the Game Boy games. Then okay. you have your uh, Mario Land two. Oh my god! I mean, if if you if you have a little itch for some two D Mario, mm. it's 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 top top stuff. Um, I might even give it a replay myself just from the beginning because it's a while since I played it. Um, other news uh from the uh the direct, uh, big for me was the the remastered Metroid Prime on Nintendo Switch. Mm. Which again, Joe, as a, as a Doom fan, that might be one you might be interested in. Metroid Prime, a super influential GameCube shooter. Yeah. Um, remastered, looks bloody fantastic. It's known as one of the greatest games of all time. And they've remastered it, and it's not a full price game. It's only, at least in oh. Euro, it's 40 Euro. It's not, it's not got a full 60 or 70 Euro uh price tag so it's a nice cut price version of mm. uh one of the best games of all time now unfortunately i just played this fully through for the first time last year on the gamecube version so i feel like i can't just go now and play the remaster one because i just finished it mm. but it's it's outstanding it's a game that um influenced a load of modern shooters i want to say doom included because metroid was the metroid prime was the first one that really introduced jumping Mm. into shooting games and made it work because before that you know so i'm sure it wasn't the first one to have jumping but there's a lot of well where are my feet i can't see my feet and you're just falling and metroid was the first one to introduce jumping and made it work Mm. and like exploration and um scanning environments and a lot of lore in the world as well as just shooting mm. um and uh yeah one of the best atmospheric worlds i think i've ever played um the thing with metroid was always you you you're you play a space bounty hunter basically and you're the only human within you're the loneliest person in the world <laughs> <laughs> the only human within miles and miles, thousands and hundreds of thousands of miles. And you land on this planet. It's like a distress signal. Usually you land on the planet and you're just in complete solitude. You don't meet another human and you explore the planet. You find the, the local wildlife. There's like space pirates and stuff for you to fight. Um, But it's, 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 it's as much about exploration as it is about shooting. And uh, 
they've they've updated the controls. It's got classic thumbs uh, dual thumbstick controls now, whereas the original mm-hmm. Metroid used one stick to move and one stick to select weapons, which modern players would, I guess, have difficulty to wrap their head around. But it looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, for anyone who's not played Metroid Prime and who enjoys your your Halo, your Titanfall, um, your modern shooters, you really ought to check out Metroid Prime to see. It's kind of like if, if you enjoy modern uh, like Avatar and, and stuff like that, you might want to check out Aliens, where, where really the, the Space Marine trend really began metroid i think as well as obviously goldeneye which i recently i think metroid is one of those tentpole games that really influenced the way modern shooters uh, work mm. uh and then tears of the kingdom the new zelda game they showed off another trailer and didn't really show much about what the game is about um that game comes out in three months time we still don't know what the story is we still don't know a lot of the game mechanics and i feel like nintendo are being purposely you know, withdrawn about. I think they're holding their cards very close to their chest. They're not giving up a lot of information about the game. Mm. I guess so people can just get it and, and discover it for themselves. But they were the games that I was most uh, excited about. The Game Boy and, uh, and stuff was also super exciting, obviously. But Metroid Prime and... Um, ooh, I was going to keep my yawn inside, and then I said, ah, the listeners deserve to hear it. <laughs> Edit that out. That is unprofessional. We no, are so unprofessional. Now leave it in. No, 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 no. Um, Give it to you. Metroid Prime and Zelda. Uh, actually, I probably will end up getting the Metroid Prime Remaster, but I'll just leave it uh, a year or two before I, I get it. I do, I, hopefully, they'll do Metroid Prime 2 as well, because I now won't play Metroid Prime 2 until they release it for fear of there being a, mm. a remaster on the way. And Retro Studios, I believe, handled the remaster. They were the development team who made the original one, so... Apparently, a lot of love and care gone into it. I'm not sure I've seen any reviews of it yet, though. But I can't imagine it'll get anything other than mm. tens, tens across the board because it's absolutely oh. one of the uh, yeah. one of the uh, best games in history. So if I look up Metroid Prime, even the original one, and, and knowing that this is a remastered, uh, better version of that on Metacritic. What score does Metroid Prime have? Uh, it's got a bloody 97. That's a pretty good score. 97 out of 100. Um, so yeah, that would be among the, the best score games of all time, I would imagine. Anyway, thank you for your email, Stephen. That's your video game guff as well. Uh, Joe, do we want to get into the wrestling? We do. Um, before we talk about AEW TV, there's one, a couple of things to note. Um, firstly, in our discussion on baby faces in AEW, we completely forgot to mention uh, Wardlow. Um, mm, who, yeah, he I, did, didn't he? I, yeah, but I think he could be the one getting the next big push. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I think he could be the one to end MJF's uh, reign eventually. Really? Like, late, later in the year, not in the next you know, few months. But They have to do a big rehab job on him. I think it's possible, though. I think any, you know. It's possible. I mean. Anyone can uh, can come back. But yeah, anyway, I just wanted to mention that in case anyone at home was going, what about Wardlaw? You know. Yes. What about Peter Avalon? Uh, the other thing is, I, I finished reading um, Inside the Ropes magazine uh, from this month. Okay. So um, yeah, it was an, it was a good um, trip down memory lane. I have to say, a lot yeah. of the content, understandably, is WWE related. Obviously, probably about fifty percent of the content is uh, 
is uh, WWE centric, which obviously I'm not particularly interested in. But of course, that's still the biggest promotion, so obviously they're going to write about it. Right. So I, I whereas, and a few of the opinions I have to say I wasn't um, aligned with exactly aligned with. Let's say yes. Um, so I, I don't know. I'll be buying it again. And uh, also, also okay. the other thing is, well, I did actually quite enjoy this, but the last sort of eight pages were all nostalgia content. It was like they do have nostalgia content. Go back yeah. to 1993 and look at stuff. Although I think my favorite article was one about WWF merchandise from the early 90s. Yes, um, they do. They do one of those a month. They talk about the crisp packets and the ice creams and all that <laughs> stuff. And that was that was great. I thought that was a really good kind of trip yeah. down memory lane. So I enjoyed reading it, but I wouldn't buy it every month. It might be more once or twice, once or a twice. Periodical. A year. I'll pick it up. Yeah, purchase if they got something interesting in there. But um, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so have you read the whole? Have you finished the uh, recent? No, one? I I get mine late because I get it delivered. Oh, I'm sure. just on the. A year in review, right? Yeah, I'm on, so I'm on page uh, eighteen. Okay, out of forty-six, halfway through. So I, I usually take about a month to read it. It's fine. Yeah, to get this one, nice. Um, so moving on, AEW, um, Dynamite and Rampage this week. And you haven't seen Rampage, Paul? I would say no. Decent usual, usual Rampage. And you know, take okay. take that. <laughs> it had to mean what you want. No kind of real, I'd say, standout matches. Um, Orange Cassidy in the main event had a very good match with with Lee Cassidy, but it's not sort of with I'm um, sorry, Lee Moriarty, but not the kind of match you okay. necessarily want to you know rush off to seek out straight away. But it was a very good match. Sure. Um, I think my favorite bit was the um, well, first of all, it was a Mark Briscoe promo, which was brilliant. I think it's it's such a shame that we never got to say to see both of them in AEW because they're so both brothers are so entertaining and Mark Briscoe does this promo with um, Mark Sterling and it's very very funny and Briscoe is very very good so I look forward to seeing more of him at least on on AEW TV Um, and then the other thing was kind of Dustin Rhodes Swerve Strickland confrontation I think they did a very good job of actually putting a little bit of a little bit of stakes a little bit of heat into that into that match that I believe is going to be on Rampage next week, which they yeah. don't always do. You know, they tend to announce matches, but you don't often get that little, you know, build up to it. Just the two or three segments where it's like, well, why is this match happening? Why are they, why do they not like each other? Why, why are they wrestling kind of thing? You don't always get that in AW. And I think that really, really helps. It's very simple. Mm. So that was, that was good. Did they still do the Mark Henry video package thing instead of him interviewing the people? I can't remember, to be honest. The much was, worse was, version of it. I wasn't paying attention. Hate it. Stop doing it. Yeah, it's rubbish. Um, so on Dynamite, um, kicked off with MJF versus Konosuke Takeshita. Um, yes. Very good match. Very, very, good very, match. Good. very, 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 very good match. Um, MJF won, of course, but not much more to say. I think MJF's match is so good, it's a shame he doesn't wrestle more often. And I'm not saying every week, but just, you know, once a month would be nice because he's he's so good in the ring. You know, I enjoy his matches wonder, more than his promos, you know. Yeah, but I ring. wonder if the fact that he doesn't wrestle gives his matches a heightened kind of feel to them. I don't know, because when, when he was more sort of undercard and he used to wrestle more often. He's still very good. They were very good. I always enjoyed his stuff because he's got that kind of 
almost old old school where it's it's not there's not a lot of spots you know he's not jumping over the top ropes he's not going outside the ring too much it's it's quite <laughs> although in saying that joe this is you're, you're using that argument in a match where he took a clothesline off the top rope and did like a backflip to a perfect olympic level standing stop yes fair enough <laughs> <laughs> but um but you know what I mean? He generally is I know doing lots of yes. kind of choreographed stuff. It's just sort of proper wrestling, you know. And I mean that was crazy. That was outstanding. Yeah. That was a it was a really good match. Um and Brian came out to make the save. So there was a bit of a storyline in this match, you know, kind of running through it with at least you know, MJF making various appearances. Um Jamie Hayes beat the bunny. Um Yeah, where Bunny was, apparently something went wrong with uh I was wondering if it was when she took the, they did like a X Factor kind of spot mm. on the ring apron. She looked like she landed quite hard from oh, that. Oh, yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, Soraya and Tony Storm continued their oh, my N- God. NWO tribute. Dreadful stuff. I got to say, because this is my first time seeing the spray paint. I, I hadn't seen Rampage yeah. last time we spoke where that was introduced. Um, I got to say, there, there was a, a, a running theme on this show as well of just dreadful acting <laughs> so the first instance of that leva baits mm. it was like it was like a porno movie level so they they they're um they're saying leva come in here and then they knock her down they're spraying her with the l gimmick mm. right and she's going oh no why why is this happening to me Oh, I'm being sprayed. That was that was literally the level of acting on, on display here. Um I forget who the other one was, but we'll get to it. <laughs> but there was there was I, I did remark as I was watching this with my brother, I was going, There's been real, some real bad acting on the show. Mm. <laughs> and that was the first instance. That was terrible. Um Then we had what? Uh, MJF tell uh, this is some good acting. MJF with the uh, story time with MJF. Yeah. The Katie Vick almost (laughs) Uh, near almost killing a girl in the car. And then the cops are coming. What did I do? I swapped seats with her. Put her in the driver's seat. Cause I'm a bad man. (laughs) It was great. Um, Yeah. That was a great story. Love to see more. Just adds a bit of, I don't know, texture to the character. A bit of, yeah, this is what I'm willing to do. I liked, I liked that a lot. Um, that led into the the gauntlet, uh, the Ricky Starks Ugh. gauntlet with um, Jericho Appreciation Society, which no. I didn't think was very good at all. No, in terms no. of concept or execution, uh, and of course he lost. No, he just he well, he, first of all, he just beat the two boys immediately. Yeah. So what was the point of the gauntlet? Why couldn't it just be if he beats Garcia, he gets Jericho, or you know? Can you imagine if the, same if the Rock was in a gauntlet? Cast your mind back twenty four years or so, for yeah, and imagine the Rock. You know, he'd he'd he'd, he'd be he'd be on his knee. He'd be like a man crawling through the desert. Like you're oh, you're a hundred percent right. Been through you're two matches. Right. Oh, I just about managed to win the third match. He's on his knees. His knees are shaking. Yeah. And he's like, Ugh. and then somewhere somehow he manages to pull it out. Whereas we yeah. never got that moment here. He just kind of he just he sort of won. This is what I think old timers are talking about when they say that the art of selling mm. is lost. I don't think they literally mean 
reacting to taking a move. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's that the, the, the thing that makes uh, a babyface sympathetic is vulnerability at the end yeah. of the day. And to look not weak, but to, you know, face adversity and overcome. overcome and it. for Ricky Sex to just beat the two lads like it was nothing doesn't tell the story of he's going through these three men to get to Jericho because he needs to beat Jericho so bad he's going to have three matches mm. in a row. The fact that he just beat the two of them so quickly goes kind and, of against. And then just had a normal match with Daniel there. Garcia. You know what I mean? It was just, this, it, it wasn't like, oh my God, how's he going to overcome Garcia? It was just a match. Yeah, it should it should be, it should have been him. In fact, what I would have done is have him be like attacked before even the first match. And he yeah. starts immediately on the back foot. Yeah. Just about gets through Angelo, just about gets through Daddy Magic. And then it looks like he's he's gonna beat Garcia, even though he's he's on his last leg, and then you can do the Jericho thing of mm. oh, he cost him right when he had right when he was about to make the ultimate, you know, come from behind victory. But yeah, he just he's just a, a normal match with Garcia. He took the elbow and that was it. it was, yeah, I don't think they quite thought that one fully through to squeeze every drop of babyface goodness out of it which yeah. is a shame uh so and then and then mjf this mysterious sorry um jericho this uh mystic well this mysterious man in the crowd yeah. who, who we, mysterious barrel who was it? chested man who was it yeah. who could this be with using the Judas effect i, don't I love know. the commentators like he that was like some kind of spinning back elbow thing that he did I know. Well, what was the, that made no sense. Like, why did he use his trademark move and then them sell it <laughs> as not knowing who it was? It was just, stu- it just makes it them funny, sound stupid. No, uh, Taz was, Taz was, Taz was very funny. Oh, that was stupid. But anyway, yeah. It, so it this, was silly. It was this, silly that he hit him with the Jewish face. This, this feud must continue, unfortunately. Um, yes. Then Brian and Roosh, which was a, Tremendous. I, I like that they um, tried to lock him in the room at the start. Can I give you a nitpick on that one? Go for it. Because that was good, but what I didn't like was that he, she didn't get up to nine before he got there. She was okay, on like you six. Really... It should have been. I was thinking if WWE did this, maybe not recently, but you know, in the cla- in the in the golden era, it had been like eight, and then suddenly Brian like staggers through the curtain, and it's like. Nine and the crowd are like, ah, he's not gonna make it, he's not gonna make it. And he runs down and gets in just before 10. But yeah. instead, it was just like six, and then he ran down. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they didn't right, ratchet right. up the tension and really kind of it's just those little things that that, that they kind of miss that you're right. You're right. <sighs> I don't know. They need the it's the I don't know if it's the agents, the producers just need to just hire us. We know what we're talking about. Well, we're smart smart fans, for God's sake. <laughs> If we don't know who no one knows better than us. Uh Dyson Roosh was great as well. I mean Roosh. Yeah. He he he's the better Andrade, I gotta say. I mean Andrade to Roosh, the fact that they just kind of copy and pasted Roosh over where Andrade was, it's like yeah. it's been such an upgrade, all yeah. things considered. Roosh is is great. And this match is very good, very brutal. Um back and forth action. Mm. And uh, Dyneson, Dyneson did get the, get the win in the end, and which means that he does now get the match with uh, MJF at the pay per view. Yep. Um, for, very, very much looking forward to that match. I'm already hour saying long, that's that's my long, match of the year. Match. That's already my match. Of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to see it. Five stars match of the year. 
I, I, I do have a, a favorite spot mm. from Iron Man matches that I wish. I don't wish they did all the time, but I think they should do more because they don't do it. And they being wrestling mm. companies in general. From The Rock Triple H in 2000. Great heel psychology, which is that Triple H nails The Rock with a steel yeah. chair in full yeah. view of the referee, gets disqualified, pins The Rock. Okay, yeah. now now it's still even, it's but even. He's, he's got a huge advantage over The Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. You need to have MJF with the di- Dynamite Diamond. The ref's like, okay, the match's going to start. You need to take that off. Just fucking waffles him with it. Mm. Well, you're disqualified. Okay, then he just pins him. <laughs> I don't know it's if they so, slide so, off the match like that. That would be good, actually. They didn't. Well, it was in the middle of the match. No, um, if for MJF, don't, uh, Brian, if it yeah. slide off with like MJF wallops him, gets disqualified, and then goes two falls ahead, That'd and, then, great. and then spends the rest of the hour just like fucking running, running away, away <laughs> trying to cheat, trying to do anything to hold on, and Brian's trying to chase him down. But anyway, yeah. not that we're booking the, the point is that there's a spot there that you can get easy heat with but that like works like a guaranteed working spot do it boys come on Mm. um did you pay any attention to this impractical jokers oh i skipped that that. i skipped that i I just looked out a window while i was on i didn't i didn't pay any attention to it whatsoever yeah i i don't know who those men are and i don't want to know (laughs) um although i did watch on ram rampage yeah on rampage one of them got put through a table Oh really? By, by the <laughs> they power bombed one of them into the other one, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll watch this because they might get Fun. hurt. That'd be funny." Um, yeah, I'm next. A trios match. Um, very, very good. Fighting the R Fox and AR Fox was the elite. Yeah, very, very good. I have to say that AR Fox was the star here. Though. I have to say that I'm not into the elite as a trio. I love the Bucks as, as a tag team. I want to see the Bucks wrestling in tag team matches. And you want to see Kenny Omega in singles. And I want to see Kenny Omega having big match Kenny singles matches. Right. I think. I think one of the problems though is that they need a, a storyline now that the Death Triangle thing is concluded. There needs to be a trio for them to feud with to make it work. <laughs> it seems like they're just doing random mm. trios matches. They have Isaiah Cassidy going ah, in his ear, and then there's a match. It's like okay, but what's the yeah propulsion here for the elite to act? Like, mm. what's the reason for these? I mean, unless to be honest, unless they bring back CM Punk and FTR, I'm not really interested. I'm not sure what other trio's storyline well, I'd be that yeah. interested in. Dark, I mean, who like the Spooky House of Black or Orange House of Black would be something friends. at least. That would be better, and the matches would be great. But I'm, would I really yeah. be interested in? The elite do selling all the spooky stuff. They just turn it into, I don't know, pantomime. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy that. Um, so that happened. I thought the match was very good. I thought AR Fox had a great showing as well. Mm. He he was the star of this for me. He's very good. very very good. And then the main event. And in your main event, yeah, the guns beat the acclaimed. Yeah. And, um, somewhat of a of an upset. But um, yes, caused a bit so. of controversy. Some controversy. Some people saying that I, I think it's fine. I think it's. I wasn't expecting it, but yeah. I kind of lead it to. It will lead to just a transition, either back to the acclaimed at the pay per view, or or to an FTR. The guns, yeah, the guns lose, and then it's you still have the guns FTR thing from the turn of the year, where the guns yeah. beat them, and there was never a follow up. So the, yeah, the FTR come in, win, and then the acclaimed say, "Well, you haven't beaten us. We beat you. Let's do the big tag match." 
this is the the great irony, which is that people like to argue, and to an extent they're right, but to an extent not, that the titles always need to be treated with the utmost of respect and only held by people who are truly deserving. Mm. And they'd all need to have long reigns of greater than six months. Mm. And the irony is that obviously everyone has these rose tinted glasses for the attitude era where you just have whoever would have the titan tiles for two weeks, big show and undertaker, and they'd mm. lose it to the Hardys. And then they'd immediately lose it to the acolytes, Midian and viscera fucking anyone, you know, it didn't mm. matter. Um, so I don't mind. No, I don't mind the guns winning here either. I mean, I think the acclaimed had their run, and the acclaimed have definitely are, are super over, obviously, as we know, and have benefited from winning. And now they're just in a position where they can potentially have another run and have another moment of winning the titles, and the fans want willing them mm. to get back to that. I mean, I don't think the acclaimed are going to be negatively affected really in any way. No, no. they kept that the ass, which is the most important thing. Yes, and now the guns have have a little bit of um, a little bit of heat behind them, a little bit of steam. Um, people don't like them, which is you know good oh, for good, good for, for uh, them. It? Yeah, really, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's something new, something fresh. I also don't mind there being a a, a, a unpredictable result of a match. Mm. Keeps you guessing. Means you're you're not watching it going well. I know they claim they're winning here, and so I'm. Not excited. Yeah. I'm not interested in it. So yeah, why it's, not? It's done. Silence. Good for them. It's good. No, and I think I mean I mentioned maybe two years ago that the guns were like no hopers, but I think they mm. they they have their own unique little characters, and and I think they've developed quite well into a good young heel team. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I they, think they're they, very good. Yeah, I, I they're they unique no, enough. They stand out from the pack. I thought they were complete no hopers when they first Me, started yeah, showing absolutely. up. But they're pretty good. I don't mind them at all. I like their little uh, characters. Mm. Uh, Austin Gunn obviously is the is the the real fun one. Yeah, it's funny though because they're like brothers, but you have the one like tall, lean one, mm. and the little squat one. They're yeah. like the perfect Laurel and Hardy double act. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Acting. No, I, I think I think they're fun. So good, good for them. So that was the AEW wrestling. Yes. Um, let's get on with the rest of the reviews. We've got movies, TV, and music just to to finish off here. Yeah. Um, you've seen a few movies, Paul. Do you want to? Yeah, I'm still tick ticking my way through the Oscar movies. Oh yeah. I watched two animated ones. Let me tell you, Joe, it's not a good year for the best animated picture. Ooh. Two movies that got quite good reviews as well. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, uh, quite good reviews when it came out. I'm generally a Guillermo del Toro fan as well. Uh, I, I wasn't super big on Shape of Water, which won best picture, you might recall. I did quite like Nightmare Alley. Wasn't super hot on, uh, on Pinocchio, I got to say. Um, mm. kind of uh, it, it, first of all it's like a musical so it's got um, Billy Elliot style songs in it I, I wouldn't say that any of the songs are particularly memorable or or good um, it also because it's based on the book and not the Disney property it um, 
I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of like a, a dumbed down version where they, they they don't go to Pleasure Island. The boys don't turn into donkeys. You don't get all the scariest bits of like that. Nineteen forties Pinocchio is is perfect uh, tone movie in terms mm. of the the fairy tale elements of it with the 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 fairy, the boys being lured to drink and smoke cigars and stuff, and then they all turn into donkeys. Great mm. morality tale. Mm. You're being becoming a real boy. Da, da, da. I don't think it did nail any of those elements well. Um, stonky voice acting, not a particularly, uh, not not an art style that's particularly fond of. Uh, yeah, just I found it very middle of the road. Um, I mean, look, if you want to watch an adaptation of Pinocchio, the nineteen forty Disney one is 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 has already perfected it. The real one. The real one. Well, I mean, it, once you adapt something and your adaptation is a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, everything else is going to suffer in, yeah. in comparison. Like, I've not watched the um, the live action uh, Disney one either. Mm. Oh, uh, no, I, need Hanks, to, I need to the, watch that. But. The Zemeckis one, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but the, the Del Toro one, it's like stop motion. It, it looks like a... a, like a light like like films like your uh caroline and uh missing link and stuff like that which have much more interesting visuals than this one i just thought it was poor I just thought it was poor overall uh same with the sea beast netflix exclusive that got uh again quite good reviews mm. i found it very kind of poor i would say i i thought it was um like a worse version of how to train your dragon while hitting a lot of the same beats, uh, cutesy, too cutesy art style monsters that look like straight out of Barney. <laughs> um, uh, really poor voice acting. I thought, uh, your man was in it from the boys and dread. What's his name? And star Trek yeah, from New Zealand. Oh, oh, um, fuck it here. oh, oh fuck it Bobby, here. uh, Dr. Bonesy. Bonesy, whatever his name is. Fucking Urban, something urban. One of the urban. Car- Keith, Car- Keith Carl, Car- Carlo Keith. Carl Urban. Urban. Yeah, Carl you, Urban. Oh, you're, you're right, cunt. Really, really not charismatic at all. Mm. I mean, the thing is, he is he's a charismatic bloke. I've seen him in films mm. and he's been great. I think there's a thing to be said for that animated films used to cast voice actors. Mm. And now they cast actors. Actors, yeah. And sometimes you're watching it going, this guy is is a good actor. He's maybe not a great voice actor. And mm. I felt like a lot of the CBs was not great voice acting. Yeah, very rote story. Very um very uh it's like a story you've seen a hundred times before. Very close to how to train too close to how to train your dragon. Mm. Also, the fact that it's about like monsters, but during the sea though this time, so it's different. Um, no, and I mean, I don't think anyone would would give out prizes or medals for for guessing. Uh, is 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 the story of this film ultimately going to be? Are we the true monsters? Is mm. man the real monster and the sea beast not? I mean, yeah, like I say, it's 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 pretty derivative in terms of its story and where it goes. Didn't like it at all. And then after them two relative stinkers, I watched a little film called The Fablemans, mm. made by uh, Senor Spielbergo. 
Have you seen the Fablemans, Joe? Yeah, I talked about it last week. Last week. Because I sometimes remember yourself or Barry who does it. Yes, yes. Very good. Very, very good. Very much enjoyed it. Um, I think people who are saying it's like, maybe this is is the marketing of the film, so maybe it's not Mm. fair to give out about it. But like, it's Spielberg's best epic ever spielberg's masterpiece i mean it's it's far from it <laughs> it's a good film it's not at all had, his best he's had about six masterpieces so yes oh yeah, yeah I remember it's a very a very strange picture to say it's his masterpiece when he's had it's it's very good yeah it's a very good film it's very good um it almost has kind of a coen brothers feel to it it's obviously got the very jewish mm. angle but it feels like something like it's totally it feels like a burn after reading or a serious man it's got that same kind of vibe to it yeah um great performances in it i really liked uh i forgot i forgot already the main actor's name it's like gabriel Legrella, something like that oh yeah i can't remember his name yeah. sorry the guy who plays basically young spielberg excellent paul dano and um is it Carrie Mulligan or uh, or is it the other one? It's not Michelle Williams. No, Carrie Michelle Mulligan, Williams. Michelle Williams. It is Michelle Williams. Yeah. Ah, I always mix them up. <laughs> All great. All great. Great performance. Mm. Um, and an excellent, excellent cameo right at the end by one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, I won't give anything away for people who haven't seen it, but there's, I, I think there's almost a, a meta moment where, where, Obviously, Spielberg, the story is about Spielberg and his mm. the birth of his love for films. And he goes to meet, uh, is it Hogan's Heroes? He goes to meet like a, yeah. a, a producer for Hogan's Heroes that he's yes. potentially going to direct some episodes for. And he goes, would you like to meet the greatest director the world's ever known? And that director, who's, who's a real director, mm. is played by another director. Yeah. Who is a real director? I won't give yeah. away who it is. One of my favorites, mm. and it was so nice to see him show up unexpectedly, give this great little scene, excellent little scene, where basically the entirety of visual filmmaking is boiled down to like three lines. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, um, I, I want to do. I want to do it now. I want to do the voice and and do the. Uh, the line but i won't because for people who haven't seen it it's 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 worth the surprise yeah i mean if you're not a fan of this director who appears you probably will get nothing out of it (laughs) but if you enjoy him and his movies you'll go fuck look who it is and he has a little smoking a big giant cigar and doing the bit i like both because i saw we saw tar and the fablemans kind of back to back and they both had that kind of ending that very satisfying yes. kind of slightly yes, funny yes. ending. And I'm like, oh, good. more films should have funny yeah. little endings like that. Yeah. 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 That was good. Oh, don't spoil it. Ah, that's ambiguous enough that that, that doesn't give it away. Spoiling. Is that so, so um, I'll, I'll beep it out. Okay, let me do it then and then I'll beep it out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, love it, Lo- loved old. Very good. And great for him. I'm kind of marked down my little edit there. There'll be lots of beeps on that. Sorry, listeners, go see the movie if you want to know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, I, I thought it was very, very good. I liked. There were some scenes in it that I'll tell you. There's some scenes in it bordered on a ten out of ten. 
Wow. I love yeah. the uh the camping scene where she's dancing in front of the car. Yeah. That was great. I love the where he's editing the movie and there's a revelation that happens there. Uh, I love the last scene, as I mentioned. Like there's some scenes in it that were really great. I think at times it bordered on kind of standard teen drama. But I mm. thought it was generally really good. Really, really good. Very impressed. Yeah. Um so I think I've got like ten more movies or so to watch. They must be soon, aren't they? The Oscars, aren't they next? Yeah, I think they're about a month away. Still a month. Well, that's a bit late, isn't it? I thought they're normally in in February. Anyway. Um, Only the one movie. March 13. That's quite late. Um, Just the one movie. So we watched on Netflix, uh, Pamela, A Love Story, which is a documentary about Pamela Anderson. Right. And her kind of career from, you know, breaking through in Baywatch through to marrying Tommy Lee of Motley Crue to um, what she does now, which is to be one of those kind of celebrity spokespeople who pops up in lots of different things and et cetera. And it's, I I wasn't going in, I was kind of like, oh, Pamela Anderson, I, you know, she's all right. Not that interested Mm. in it, but she's a very, very engaging person. She seems, she comes across very, very well in this documentary um she talks about kind of the trauma of her childhood and how that kind of affected her kind of then becoming a celebrity and then it's very much also you know they talk about the sex tape leak in the late 90s and how that was the very first kind of celebrity sex tape and the kind of mm-hmm. birth of the internet as well because that's you know people started buying it on there or, or downloading it um it's just kind of an interesting look at a period just before that sort of celebrity culture kind of changed and exploded. And she was the kind of almost like the original sin of that, that whole culture, mm. social media yeah. and everything. So yeah, it was actually very interesting. And, and, you know, she talks quite candidly about what she went through. So I did enjoy it a lot. We'll give it a big thumbs up. So if you've got any interest in Pamela Anderson, give that, or even if you don't, it's actually quite an interesting documentary anyway, it's Pamela, a love story. So it was good. That was good. Very good. And that takes us into just a little bit of TV. Uh, Last of Us. You're up to date. Episode five. Four five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I quite enjoyed episode five. After episode four be feeling quite pointless. Um, but I, I could have done with a few changes to it. I really didn't like the rebel characters, that whole group. I didn't yeah, need to know too much about them. I think they were good as like a, just a, a MacGuffin almost like, oh, there's this rebel group that's taken over the city and we're trying to get past them. Fine. You don't really need to know yeah. too much more than that. The two main yeah, characters, yeah. the guy and the young young boy, those are, those are the characters we care about. Just follow them. Don't need all the other stuff. But I, I quite liked it overall. What did you, what did you think? Um, no, I felt like see, episode four was lesser but i thought at the time because it felt like a, a not a filler episode but like a setup episode mm. that would pay off in episode five and then once i watched episode five i kind of felt even worse about episode four because i felt like it was an even bigger waste of time yeah um i understand why they did with the kathleen character they felt like they needed to build a character up so that when she got killed ultimately that you felt a mm. vindication a payoff but I thought that character, whatever about the performance, I thought the character was horribly written. Yeah. She was like, every line was like an MCU villain, <laughs> quippy, 
sarcastic. You know, I didn't get the feeling that this was like a, a psychopath, an evil mm. leader of this like out of control rebel horde. I just felt like she was a bit of a bitch, bit of an asshole, bit annoying. Mm. You know what I mean? It was yeah. she was very, um, like her yeah, like her lines weren't like intimidating lines. What she would say, no. like some of the actions were like like kill all these people, fuck it. Like, but the way that she would say it would always be uh, with a hint of sarcasm or a hint no, of snide. kill all these people. Hmm. Yeah, it was exactly that, and it's hmm. like. Yeah, it, it it doesn't make me wish to see this character get their comeuppance. It just makes me like the show less. It's like with with a a, a good or a bad heel. She had like changed mm. the channel heat, not not proper. Heat. Yeah, all right. Um, I got to say, I wasn't massively into the Sam and Henry story either. Um, the the deaf son, I don't feel like was utilized in a way that made me feel more sympathetic to their situation. Now, mm. just to put the context in, this is not a game comparison argument because I totally don't mind the fact that it's an adaptation. We had an episode three, mm. the, in my opinion, still the best episode of the series so far, a complete diversion from how the game was, and it was brilliant. Just to put it into context, though, the, the Sam character is not deaf in the video game. Right. It's just that a brother, a pair of brothers, an older brother and a younger brother, that's that's all the context you need. But here it it didn't like I don't think they used it in a way that made me feel anything other than this feels a little bit shoehorned in mm-hmm. to have and look I I've no problem with a, a deaf representation. But it, again, the way it was used was he would he would sit to the side while the conversation was going on and he'd say he do sign language with his brother. What are they saying? Mm. And you know, it it just it felt very surface level and very tacked on. The only time I thought it really worked was at the end where he and Ellie were riding on the little mm. homemade etch a sketch thing. But then Ellie was like saying the lines out loud as well as writing them, which I thought yeah. was an odd choice, yeah. a little bit annoying. I thought that scene would have worked much better as a completely like silent scene of them just writing. Handing back and forth, mm. um, and then I, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't super into the reveal when she wakes up in the morning. He's sitting on the bed, looking the other way, and she taps him on the shoulder. And then he's just like a feral. Yeah, I, I expected because to me the expectation is in that scene. Oh, he looks like he's normal, but we all know that he's actually turned. And so then to subvert that, it turns out. Oh no, he is actually normal. He's actually fine. That would be the the twist, sure. But they didn't do the twist; they just did the, yeah. what you'd expect to happen. Well, yeah, the double, they did the they, double twist, they, I guess. I guess there was one important piece in the episode, though, which was that Ellie put her blood onto the wound, mm. believing that that would heal it. Mm. She wrote, "My blood is medicine," and it didn't work. And so that might lead you into some questions about the direction of the story, mm. right? So we, we've seen now. They're they're taking Ellie to the uh, Fireflies or whatever it is. To uh, yeah, she's the cargo. She she's she's got this special circumstance where she's not infected. Um, however, now we've seen that maybe maybe the way to do it is not just literally put her blood on a wound. 
or does it or is it mm. more or less than that um because again in the game and now i am veering into just comparing it to the game um there i don't believe there's a revelation where he lets it be known to her that he's infected she wakes up in the morning to find that he's infected so there's not a moment where she decides very naively given how the story has gone to this point there's a boy here who's infected i think i can probably heal him Mm. but just to be safe i'll just stay in the room with him and not tell anybody yeah and let's see what happens (laughs) you know that felt very unearned almost i felt like the moment that he showed her the infection that she would have called out at that point for them to come in mm. and then say maybe look here's here maybe here's an opportunity for me to test out this hypothesis uh but let's let's maybe tie him up in the meantime so he doesn't try and fucking bite me on the face or something um yeah i mean i think i i, I think the high point of the episode for me was the the sniper kind of shootout scene mm. The moment when he goes up to the old man in there and then they're coming along the road and he's like watching them with the rifle. Then you have the mm. horde coming out from underneath where the bus crashes or or the, the whatever it is. That stuff was all great. That was that was the high point of the episode. But yeah. I think more or less everything else didn't really hit for me. I, I hated all the rebel stuff, like you said. Um the Henry Sam. I mean, to be honest, from the game, the Henry and Sam moment was one that kind of stuck in my mind but i think um the way they kind of stretched it out and the way they kind of paid it off i don't know reminded me a little bit of an episode one where we felt that the reveal of that ellie had had been Mm. bitten was kind of washed over to an extent i kind of felt that here as well it kind of felt like not a dumbed down version but like a diluted like I could see what they were going for, but it, I well, I didn't really feel impacted by it, or I didn't really feel, feel the impact of it. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, episode six anyway will be a, a return to form. But yeah, um. We'll see. Uh, to be fair, Joe, it, w- in regards to people I've spoken to, you're not alone. In I know people who've really enjoyed episode five. I will say, a lot of people who I've spoken to who, who really enjoyed episode episode five haven't played the game, mm. so I don't know if there is an element of unconscious bias for yeah. people who've played the game to who who expect the story to have hit specific beats that they did mm-hmm. slightly differently but i don't know i just generally found it kind of weak yeah it's not it's not lived up to the first few episodes in the no. in the last couple but anyway and it's it's definitely even more so now we've got this far it definitely has did we call it columbo before or or like littlest hobo like adventure of the week they walk yeah. a little they have an adventure. They meet somebody. That person's fucking dead by the mm. end of the episode. Then they go. I'd rather maybe for the rest of the season that it kind of flows a bit more oh, from I, episode to episode. I quite like that. that like that's the bit that appealed to me. Yeah. I wish it was almost more like that. <laughs> In more kind of self. Well, not. I mean, it's fairly self-contained, but I, I yeah. like the fact that they encounter like a different sort of danger. So they're on, a, they're on that journey. That really helps build the kind of idea of them being on a journey to a certain right. place you know it's like oh we got to um this this part of the the landscape and then this happened and yeah. this happened you know it kind of and then when they finally get there it's like ah, oh, you know we made it we got through all of that sort sure of thing. i mean the risk is that you you are constantly introducing new characters rather than building them up throughout the season so you, you might have a kathleen who doesn't hit but then the, the other side of that the positive is if they don't necessarily land 
they're more or less gone by the end of that episode. That's so true. you you move on to the but next. To me, one. I think the the what they what should be the focus is building up Joel and Ellie. Like they're the they're the main characters. So yeah. it doesn't matter if the other characters come and go. It should be about those two. Problem is, they don't they haven't really focused on them because they keep focusing too much on. Oh, I, I think I think from episode four and five, I think the the Joel Ellie stuff was still enough there that it feels like a progression. Mm. So I don't mind that. Um, even even at the end, after Henry and uh, Sam had unfortunately mm. gone the way of uh, the dodo, the little the little scene where they're they're burying them, and again there was a little a little bit more connection you can see between Joel and Ellie than maybe in the previous episode and the previous episode before mm. that. You can slowly see them becoming closer and closer yeah um even even though their immediate reflex as we saw in this episode was uh henry said uh your father over there and they both immediately slap in he's not my father yeah. i'm not her father so they still have that kind of guard up mm. um but it's interesting to see that you can that they're obviously much closer now than they were earlier in the season so yeah i mean not an entire Failure. This, this, I think the episode still achieved a lot of stuff we wanted to achieve, but I just I wasn't as into it as the other uh, episodes. Sure, sure. Uh, well, that is the TV. So just uh, well to finish off a little bit of music, guff. Yes, Paul, you've been listening to an album, a new album, twenty twenty three. Yes, we are scientists, lobes. <laughs> um, I wanted to go see we are scientists. They're they're mm. playing in dublin in like a week and a half i didn't know about it and sold out so i can't go unless some tickets show up on uh resale sites i might keep an eye out because i love to go see weird scientists i i really enjoyed their first two albums um kind of fell off them then They, they kind of they're an american band that kind of came along in the heyday of uh indie music's big revival of the mid 2000s you know mm. your your golden age of arctic monkeys franz ferdinand killers and the like we are scientists or one of those mm. kind of uh i guess sounding a little bit more similar to maybe like a block party that kind of, that kind of side of the 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 dancey indie uh generation but they're still around and they have a new album out called lobes and it is a lot more uh synth based than mm. maybe guitar based but i think the songwriting uh format hasn't changed so much uh which is a very positive thing because this album was uh bloody excellent uh thoroughly thoroughly uh, enjoyed it it's only 35 minutes long by the way let me Ooh. throw it out there as well nice um really really fun as i said dancey um indie rock but with a uh I, I wouldn't even call it an 80s throwback vibe but definitely it's it's very keyboard more keyboardy than than normal mm. um yeah i mean really really enjoyed it uh i'll say my favorite song off it was i think the first track which was called as i bring it up here um operator error um but yeah i think of, of the um 10 songs uh, on the album i did something that i don't often do which i was immediately marking songs as liked oh, i think okay. i hit about seven out of ten wow. as Im- immediate likes wow, wow, usually wow. the first time i listen to an album i won't mark songs as liked because mm-hmm. i like to just absorb it first and then on second or third listen i'll make mm-hmm. the decision say yeah this one 
didn't have to do it for lobes. First time, I was like, yes, yes, yes. So uh, got to give it the biggest, nice. the biggest recommendation. Um, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable listen. Exactly. Again, if you're if you're into that kind of killers block party sound, um, it's 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 a very very easy listen. Um, great melodies, great mm. poppy choruses, big big poppy choruses. Love it, love it, love it. Um, so yeah, double double thumbs up on We Are Scientists. Wow. Lobes, big endorsement there. Uh, very Paul. very big. Um, so I continued my album of the week uh, listening and dipped back into the archives and listened to an album by uh, Stevie Nicks, um, who may be best well known as part of Fleetwood Mac, but also had quite a long you know, uh, solo career as well. Mm-hmm. So I love her song, uh, Edge of 17. It's like a I was going to say, is this, uh, this album? Just like she's singing, ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh. The one that yes. has the... Um... The same intro, it sounds like Eye of the Tiger. Funny, yes. Funny you mentioned that because I realized that for the very first time listening to Oh, really? <laughs> two days ago. Um, so, yeah, I really love that song. So I thought, oh, let me check out the rest of that album. It's called Belladonna. It was her first, um, her first kind of full album. Right. Um, I have to say, I wanted to like it more than I did, unfortunately. Ooh. Um, it's just not my kind of thing. So I, I wanted it to be more like Age of 17, but it's actually very very kind of country influence for me into it's rock but with a real kind of country okay. twinge to it there's kind of duets ballads you know it's it's quite quite slow quite thoughtful um and i was listening to it and i'm like well these are good songs but i i just don't i'm not looking forward to listening to them whereas like battery by metallica i'm like yeah put that let's put battery by metallica <laughs> battery battery um okay. So I, yes, I, uh, so apart from Edge of 17, there's no real tracks on there that I'd say, I'll oh, definitely check that out. If, if you're into that kind of thing, then absolutely. Um, I think it's a great album and it's considered, you know, one of the top, I think it's in like Rolling Stones, top 200 albums of all time. That sort of thing. It's up, it's at that kind okay. of level where it's considered yeah. a very you know, yeah. good album. But for me, didn't really hear. And as you say, yeah, I was listening to Edge of 17. I was listening to the intro and just thinking, yeah, so I have the tiger by Sapphire, isn't it? Is that why I like it so much? Because it just sounds like. Uh, Do you like Bootylicious by Destiny's Child? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I would kind of give it a recommendation, but not for myself. For, for mm. sometimes I will be listening to Edge of Seventeen, and I I can't help myself from doing the Kelly. Can you handle yeah. this, Michelle? Can you handle this? Um, so yeah, there we go, Belladonna. Next week, something maybe a bit more recent. I haven't decided yet. We are scientists. There you go. I make um yeah, they're they're possibly on the list. Uh, really, really good. Um Okay. So that is That's gonna it. do it for another week. It's the uh 598th episode. I have to say, of course, we are uh, only two days away from our thirteenth anniversary of starting oh, the show. Shit. Obviously are. Barry isn't here, so we couldn't do an anniversary show today, but next week is the anniversary week. So it will be chair chair shot mania 13 oh next week. Undertaker and Sid. Undertaker and Sid. Sid shits himself. So look forward to one yeah. of us. Can't tell you who it will be. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll be back with that next week. And then, of course, the week after, episode 600 of the Chair Shot Podcast. So yeah. two big specials coming up. 
we're not going to prepare anything special. I was going to say, if you're expecting anything special for those specials... You obviously haven't been paying tem- attention. Temper your expectations. For the last 598 episodes. Um, we might do a quiz. We'll do a quiz, that's it. I mean, we always do a quiz. Yeah, you mean a special don't tell quiz? Him, no, don't tell them that for Oh, no, we, d- we never do a quiz. We're no. going to do, do a quiz. Um, yeah, so that is it for this week. We'll be back next week with Barry uh, accompanying us, hopefully, with more wrestling chat, movie, TV, video game, music, news, cues, emails. Please send us an email. Come on. We want to know what your favorite quizzes are. Uh, we want to know lots of other things. Um, so all, is, all that is left to say is goodbye from me, Sony, and goodbye from my friend, Paul Griffin. Goodbye. Goodbye.